The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Ah, shit. Here we go again. Worst place in the world. Hello. Hello, hello, Magsy. How are you? I am sweating like a, a priest in court. Mm, some of those priests are dodgy, aren't they? <laughs> or, do you, or do you mean he's a witness for like the prosecution and he's a good priest? It's just a very warm day. No, definitely a priest that has felt up the, the choir boys. It's roasting. Oh, it's muggy. <laughs> the band, the choir boys. Yeah, the band, yeah. Just, just spike from the choir voice going to the vicar. Get off, man! <laughs> I'm trying to sing a record here. <laughs> I never had this trouble in the nineties when I was on top of the pops. God damn it! <laughs> well, I don't know in the nineties with uh, with Savile and uh, Bruno Brooks. He may, he may have done. Bruno Brooks. <laughs> I don't know. It's the only other DJ that came to mind at the time. Not, Super not fan. outing Bruno Brooks <laughs> as a potential nonce. Is Bruno Brooks a, a wrong end? One minute and 24 in. <laughs> and already, I'm outing Bruno Brooks as a, as a nonce. I think we should just declare right now that we have no evidence or even inkling or potential thoughts that Bruno Brooks could be a nonce. We want to make sure that's really clear now. You know, for the sake of radio techers who are broadcasting with uh, the SJP World Media Network, the audio version, and Magsy and, and me ourselves, so we don't get fucking sued. <laughs> Whereas that Simon Mayor, he was definitely a nonce. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know, for, I'm sat upstairs, obviously, where I normally do this show. And my wife is literally directly below me in the back room, working on a few things for her business, right? And I know right now she is watching this, cringing, just going, oh my God, shut up, move on. Yeah. <laughs> let's oh, let's, let's move on then, quickly. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. Uh, before we dive in to the show this week, I was not really wrestling related or anything like that, but it's literally just been brought to my attention that um, Olivia Newton-John has passed away. My sister, who is a massive Grease fan and always has been for you know as long as I can remember, messaged me about five minutes before we went live, and I, I think that's I think that's a bit of a shame, mate. I mean, I'm, it's not something that I personally adore, but it's always been a, that film and that soundtrack has always been a big part of my life. Whenever we <laughs> go for a drink around my sister's, Grease songs always come on the stereo, and we always have a go at the karaoke when I'm drunk enough. And I, I, obviously, I do the girl bits, and. Um, He's got chills. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, 
you know, my, my wife's a massive fan of Grease as well. And obviously, you know, hugely, hugely popular film. And it's a real shame. It, it, it is it is sad when yeah. these sort of people that are kind of iconic from my childhood, I guess, <laughs> are no longer with us. Obviously, everyone's time comes, but it's still it, it's still quite sad, isn't it, Magsy? It absolutely is. And she she always came across as one of the the good celebrities, like someone who who you could be kind of like proud of, I suppose. And yeah, it's, it's I I I think Grease is a, a really good film. Um, she's a, a massive story, and this, like I said, the the music will live on for decades and decades to come. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a, a big big loss, uh, and I I just hope that uh, uh, family and friends uh, are doing as well as can be expected during this time. And yeah, it's a it's a, a big loss. Yeah, it is. It's a real shame. It's a real shame. So, no doubt we'll probably hear a Grease track or two on the audio version, <coughs> just as it'll be fresh in my mind, my friend, as a little tribute to her and and that film that so many people got so much enjoyment out of in their lives. So yeah. There we go, mate. There we go. Uh, on that sad note, then, I suppose. Good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Soy, a Radio Tuckers production, along with SJP, World Media, blah, 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 blah. I am Soy, <laughs> and with me as always is the wrestling extreme to my low self-esteem, the oh. November to remember to my shameful in April, and pretty much every other month of the year as well, if I'm being perfectly honest. A podcaster who openly admits that he prefers his man-on-man action to be hardcore and extreme at all times. Oh, you can be as rude as you like with me. The podfather himself, Lord Mags. It's bloody hot, isn't it? It is. I mean, I, I look like and feel like I'm greased up in, in baby oil, which would add to the, the fun of the man-on-man action, I suppose. But yeah, it's a... Uh, it's muggy again, another another muggy day. And it's going to get warmer as well, mate. Apparently on Thursday down here, is it Thursday or Friday? It's going to hit like 34, 35. 34 degrees? We ain't yeah. seen that since the, since the blaze of 1995. 
<laughs> Do we have a blazer '95? I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think now. The only the only me- the only weather that sticks out to me, like historical weather, is the floods of 2007, and then in like the year, like the mid '80s, there was like random mad snow, and there's pictures of me in like a full-on baby grow, but like a a um, like a puffer baby grow. You know, okay. like a, like a, like an outdoor jumper suit or whatever, just getting put in the like snow. A ski, and like a ski suit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it sort of comes right up to there on me in the snow. Like, and obviously, I weren't this tall then, but you know what I mean. <laughs> just I can imagine you in a, a six foot ski suit, <laughs> rocking, waiting for the bus to work. <laughs> Brilliant. Or, or wearing one when I was that age, and the hood just coming over my face like Kenny from South Park or something. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Uh, shall we jump into the chat, Magsy, and see who has joined us this week? Yes, we shall. Um, Dan Griffin, it's no day you mean what that that mons. He's getting closer. He's getting closer. It, it, it feels like when you play Chinese Whispers. So you start off with the actual sentence, and by the time it gets to Dan, it's absolute gobbledygook, but we absolutely love him for it. Uh, Scottish Danny in the chat, hello to you, sir. And then Sharon, as usual, comes in and corrects people with the with the actual catchphrase. It's her under, show opening phrase. Her show opening Which phrase. a lot of people are trying to steal now. Uh, yeah, it's naughty, she, isn't it? She, she wants to get that patented, I think. <laughs> Uh, we've got Cam uh, in the chat. Hello, sir. Coming in from the Hello. beginning as well. Normally, he's uh, someone who, who jumps in uh, near the end where we get to talk about the Baywatch. Um, <laughs> and Dan Griffin. I mean, this is just us. Straight in with the diddling jokes. Start mm. the show as we mean to go on. I'm not proud of us at all. I mean... For e- even if we didn't do this podcast, I wouldn't be proud of us. No. <laughs> um, Cameron, um, concerned while we've got mention of Choir Boys when he thought this was a Baywatch slash wrestling podcast. Fantastic uh, rock and roll band, my friend. I'll send you a couple of links. Brilliant stuff. And Scottish Danner, immediate nonce talk. This boards well. <laughs> Brew nonce Brooks. Oh, no, now we D- Dan is continuing this. We mm. uh, chain wrestling have said that we don't have any evidence that Bruno Brooks was a diddler. So Dan, you're on your own with that yeah. one. I mean, just so we're clear, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'll, you know, touch wood. I don't yeah. believe Simon Mayo was as well. No, <laughs> to be fair. I, touch wood, just so everyone's aware. My internet at the moment is doing quite well. Again, touch wood. So if we do just suddenly get cut off, it's nothing to do with my internet this time. It's we've it's, literally been cancelled. Yeah, <laughs> which is coming. It's definitely. We definitely all know coming. it's coming. Uh, Dan is saying that you're underselling your own network, and I believe you were. Yeah. That all that yada 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 business. I apologise. I should have done better there. My bad. And then I uh, loved how Sambasar was going to immediately cheerful for, for the intro. He just turns it on. He's a professional. That's why. Yeah, that's it. Professional. Absolutely professional. Uh, confirmed there by Cam Griffin. Uh, Dan, <laughs> sa- Dan says the the snow weather uh, would be bad. For, oh no, the hot weather would be bad for cheese rolling. It'll just melt on the way down. You yeah. just end up with like dots where it's banks, wouldn't you? Melted into the almost like <laughs> almost like someone's thrown out big cheese slices like that. You know, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, Charlie in the chat. Hello, how are Hello, you, Charlie? Charlie? And then don't say touch wood when you are talking about. Nonsense. Oh, Jesus Christ. Now, this is See, why we are like we are, because we appeal to this 
this denomination of people. So mm. Dan has, has influenced this show. <laughs> we were a wrestling show at one time, and now we out people who may or may not be nonsense before we even mention the word wrestling. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it is quite bad. And, and then follow it up by a tribute to a, a famous actress who's passed away and stuff. It's, I mean, to be honest, <laughs> 10 minutes on the clock. It's been quite a ride so far already this week. <laughs> no, we, we've, we've jam-packed a lot of content into that first 10 minutes. Yeah. That's because we've got to stretch it out <laughs> yeah. because we've got a 10-minute wrestling match to talk about. Yeah, I didn't think that through when I put it forward. Did I? At all. You absolute pillock. Yeah. Do you know what's really interesting as well? My choice for my link in the sh- in the chain this week. I've not looked how long that is either. Could be even shorter. Who knows? We'll find out at the end of the show. Jesus <laughs> went brilliant. Oh, there we go, mate. There we go. What have you been up to this week, then, Mags? Um, same old, same old. But I do have some some news. A couple okay. of bits of news. First, um, I got a new tumble dryer this week. Nice. Now, now that wouldn't be normally news, but. This tumble dryer I can control with my phone. It actually is hooked up to my Wi-Fi. It's the best <laughs> thing ever. It's the absolute best thing ever. Uh, because our washing dryer in our uh, conservatory where uh, Lorraine will go for a, uh, a smoke. So when she's out there, I'm secretly putting the dryer on. So it scares her to death, yeah. So that's been fun. <laughs> that sounds um, like the exact sort of wind-up I would pull as well. That'd be, yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. It's absolutely Especially brilliant. if you've been watching a scary film. <laughs> yeah, well, we haven't we haven't had a scary film since uh, we got it, but uh, but yeah, that's been fun. And then second, and this is uh, going to take the the tone down as well. I've uh, today I had my first um, therapy session for my okay. recent um, mental health collapse, I suppose. Um, been kind of like passed from pillar to post uh, in terms of uh, like the. The appointment being cancelled and then rescheduled. But yeah, uh, first therapy session today. That was fun, intense, uh, mm. but yeah, uh, making a lot of progress. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm really uh, happy with the way it's going. Well, that was going to be my my my, my, was my only question, really. You know, are you are you glad that this is the route you're taking now? Is, are you glad you're actually acting on this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, it's it's weird to say, but I'm I'm kind of happy I reached that point mm-hmm. where I had the 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 the, the meltdown because it, it it's it shows that I'm clearly needed to to talk about some issues and that's like highlighted it not just for me but for uh, the family and, and to to get on medication that's been uh, amazing absolutely amazing uh, really kind of helped me process a lot of the stuff going on in my head me and, me and uh, Lorraine we talk a hell of a lot more about uh, the the issues that I've, I've I go through and things like that so yeah it's uh, been still a long way to go still kind of like um, uh, a lot to to plow through but yeah it's, uh, it's been really really positive good really glad to hear it mate really glad to hear it I mean Thank you. obviously me and you speak away from the show and, and stuff don't we and you know, it's always been a, in the back of my mind with you. But, but it's funny because it's like, I don't know, even though I've gone through something similar myself, it's like when I when it happened with me, I kind of felt almost like I didn't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So it, I, I was always a bit concerned reaching out to you to say how's things. But at the same time, 
you're my friend. I wanted to reach out and say house things. So it's always like almost like a catch twenty two with what. Yeah, that's like yeah. just that's how, just how I viewed it. If if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely makes sense. And I think I've been through that stage of not wanting to talk about it for so long and kind of like doing whatever I could to to distract myself from talking about um, the the issues and the things I was going through that. I've gone past that stage now and, and now I feel I need to talk about it. Not mm-hmm. not in the case of that I want to chew people's ears off and, and, and like bore them to death, but I feel that I'm at that stage where I, I, I know that sharing it and kind of getting like advice and, and help about it is going to be beneficial. So, yeah, um, mm. like I said, baby steps, but uh, we are getting there. That's awesome to hear, mate. That's awesome to hear. Thank you. And I am going to take this opportunity to, I suppose, effectively chew people's ear off for a moment, if I may. On that topic, it's it's so easy for for blokes to bury their head in the sand and for blokes to just, you know, stiff up a lip or, you know, get on with it, I'm a fella and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, you what you what the, the one that you hear quite often as well, isn't it? What have you got to be depressed about? or whatever mm-hmm. you know, all that sort of nonsense you know and that that's kind of was a big stumbling block with regards to my issues and i'm hugely grateful that my wife was there when i kind of went through it a little while back as well and so on but there are so many people who don't mm-hmm. do that they they carry on trying to fight and if, i mean the celebrities are the ones that everyone obviously knows i mean if there's somebody in, in you know down the road from me people aren't going to know that person other than myself but you look at some of the celebrities that have gone through these battles and not done well or not come out the other end the one that sticks in my head obviously is chester bellington from linkin park because it's the five-year anniversary of his passing in the yeah. last couple of weeks i believe now I, I probably end up sounding like a little bit of a stuck record when it comes to this sort of thing but that whole man up and, and suck it up and all that. I was 100% where my head was with that. Come on, get on with it, that sort of thing. And that really contributed to breaking me. And I was really lucky that I had people around me when I did end up that way. And I know from conversations me and you have had as well, Magsy, it's very similar for yourself yeah. in, in that scenario. So I suppose what I'm trying to get across here is if there are any anyone out there, and I'm talking primarily to the men i'm talking to the fellas i'm talking to the boys but this applies to everybody you know if 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 there's there's children listening first of all if there is children listening jesus christ your parents are failing you okay (laughs) you should not be listening to this (laughs) (laughs) i know my kids are in the chat so they'll find that funny but um you know any any anxieties or whatever that talk okay the same with women uh, uh, the ladies you know and all that any any mental health problems, any anxieties, any worries, anything you just don't quite get, talk. But really, honestly, straight out to the men, don't listen to this whole man up, get on with it, bullshit. That's how people get worse. That's how people have collapses. That's how people <laughs> end up. Because it is ingrained into us, Mags, isn't it? I suppose, especially with people of our age, I think younger generations, it is, I don't want to say easier, but it's maybe a slightly different feeling about it potentially but with with the the fellas talk speak to your partners speak to your best mates if you if you haven't seen your best mate for a while and you're wondering why just reach out to him say you okay pal it's not you know i know i know it's a condescending term it's not gay or anything like that how some people might use that term to mock which is disgusting and they shouldn't do it but th- this is you know 
it's so important that we check on each other and it's so important that we're there for each other and it's so important you cut out the negativity that's a massive step as well but go and speak to someone a parent a sibling your ever half your best mate whatever my dms are always open just honestly speak to someone okay that's all i can say maxi really I mean, my DMs are open, but I don't ever check them. So don't DM me because <laughs> I, w- I'll, I'll, I won't get it. But um, the sentiment is absolutely right. And um, to to kind of piggyback off what Dan says here, um, for, for those who don't know, Paddy Pimlet is a, is a MMA fighter, fights for the UFC, he's from Liverpool. Uh, and... He recently had a, had a had a fight. He's becoming a massive star in the UFC, and he recently had a fight. And his kind of um, um, interview after winning, uh, he mentioned that in the build up to his fight, his uh, one of his his best friends in Liverpool um, took their own laugh. Um, so he had to um, kind of still get on with the 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 the, the fight. Still had to get on with all the press. I didn't tell anybody about it until he, he won the fight, and he said that there's this stigma around uh, men not talking. Uh, and, and and as Dan's put in in, in his comment, uh, he said, "I'd rather my mate cry my shoulder than than go to his funeral." And it's absolutely right, and it's. Men's mental health has, has has really took a lot of steps forward in the last yes. four or five years, uh, but there's still a hell of a long way to go. There's still a lot of kind of uh, stigmas about men talking about their mental health um, when it shouldn't be. It should be... Um, you should be free and able to talk uh, about what's, what's making you feel uh, low and depressed because... We, we should hold each other up. We should um, try and um, raise the, 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 the rest of, of, of humanity because we're only here for a short time uh, and nobody should be spending that um, riddled with uh, anxiety and depression. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely uh, reach out and talk to somebody. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%, mate. 100%. Uh, shall we get on with the show then, Mags? Now we've gone all serious. We shall. Let's uh, sure. let's line it up by mocking some terrible gimmicks or wrestling. The Wall. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. It always makes me chuckle when I hear Liv just go. No, <laughs> it, it makes me cool. laugh. It makes me laugh. Did you? Um, I don't know if anyone's heard uh, the first episode of Checking at Power Palace yet, either. But my girls actually recorded all, all the signatures for the the SJP World Media Network are done by my wife, and we have a couple of similar bits of music underneath, like just you know to, to open each episode or each show or whatever. We thought it a nice touch with my wife and I hosting a podcast to get the girls to record exactly the same thing. So it's them oh, that's doing cool. that. And that is quite cool. It's, it's quite funny when you listen to them do it. But if you listen to the after the episode, similar to the Doctor Who pod, we, um, we, we add like the outtakes or the bits that I've cut out on there as well. And I've got a few seconds of the girls trying to record one simultaneously. But there's a slight time delay on the two microphones they're using. And it's just so funny when the one starts and the other one doesn't and they start laughing at each other. It's awesome. So yeah, go, <laughs> go check out that show. Let us know what you think if you've heard it as well. I'm, me and Sharon are really keen on, a, on your thoughts. But yeah, have a little listen to my girls trying to record this signature. They did really well for themselves. 
it, it sounds like the like our show, but when you have internet problems, yeah, pretty much, <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> Maxi, what's going in the hall of lane this week, my friend? So this week I'm pointing something that thankfully I kind of missed uh, because I wasn't uh, watching this particular uh, company's wrestling uh, when it happened. But I want to go back to um, 1999, um, WCW. Um, now, one thing I give um, Eric Bischoff a lot of credit for is he did really well in bringing uh, a lot of mainstream attention to WCW. But he threw a lot of um, shit at the wall to make some stuff stick. So for every Dennis Rodman, there was a Jay Leno. For every every Carl Malone, there was a Sturgis rally. Um, Mm. And one of the, the biggest misses was Master P and the No Limit Soldiers. Now... This was uh, this kind of relationship between Master P and uh, WCW was meant to be uh, exactly that. It was meant to be uh, getting mainstream attention for WCW, whilst uh, Master P got to promote his uh, his hip hop slash rap music. Uh, but what it involved was Master P being the uh, for people who don't know, Master P was a rapper uh, and I've he had no like idea. a, uh, a hip hop. <laughs> He had a group of, uh, uh, of hip-hop, um, and I think he had his own record label called No Limit Records, so which got the name the No Limit Soldiers. But he was meant to head up uh, a kind of uh, faction uh, of, uh, of his rap groups and then some um, WCW uh, wrestlers um, to basically have a storyline to help pr- promote his music and then um, uh, increase the mainstream popularity of WCW. But when he showed up uh, on WCW, he he didn't act like a face. Uh, essentially, he's, uh, he made two appearances for WCW, uh, and then in the second appearance, he was him and his group uh, beat up Kurt Henning, who was a who was a heel, and they essentially bullied him. Um, Kurt Henning gave a gift of a of a, a cowboy hat to one of the members of the 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 No Limit Soldiers that they uh, destroyed it and then slammed uh, Kurt Henning's cake, uh, face into a, a birthday cake. So they were booed by the crowd because this is heel tactics. Um, and Master P said he was disappointed uh, with the reaction, uh, blamed uh, blamed it on racial attitudes of the of the fan base, when really it was WCW fans weren't rap fans; they were southern, no. mainly southern country music. Um, so Master P refused to make any more appearances, but there was still a deal in place for the No Limit Soldiers. Um, so going through some of the members, they had um, Rey Mysterio, they had um, Conan, uh, B.A., which was Brian uh, Brad Armstrong, uh, Chase Tatum, um, 4x4, who I have no idea who that is, but the the main one was a a guy whose wrestling name was Swall. Now, uh, we'll get back to him in a minute. Just put a pin in Swall for now. Okay. Um, 
So yeah, we, uh, going back to the the, the No Limit Soldiers, they uh, started a feud up with with uh, Kurt Henning, and he created his own stable, the infamous <laughs> West Texas Rednecks. Uh, they did a, a very infamous song, "Rap Is Crap." I love country girls I like Willie Nelson And don't forget about Merle There's only one thing that I hate Cause it's a bunch of crap I hate rap I like NASCAR racing Richard Petty's still the king Yeah, they call me a redneck But you know that's a beautiful thing There's only one thing that I hate Cause it's a bunch of crap I hate rap Going into this storyline, these were meant to be the heels. Uh, but because of Master P's actions and because of uh, the the country music versus rap music storyline, they ended up being the absolute faces. Um, so the, the feud, it was wrapped up relatively quickly. Um, the 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 no limit soldiers kind of broke up, but the issue was that WCW had given out massive contracts to uh, to Swall. Um, Swall was a uh, let me pull up my file here. Swall was a guy called Randy Fortin. Like I said, he was the uh, the brother uh, or the cousin of Master P. Uh, he wrestled in uh, the uh, early 90s for the AWA uh, a couple of times. Then he wrestled in uh, New Japan a couple of times. Um, and then nothing else until this run with uh, with the No Limit Soldiers. Um, yeah, it, it was uh, it was not good. He, uh, he, his matches didn't fare well. Usually he was teamed up with uh, some older wrestlers who could do the uh, the bulk of the wrestling action and then he'd get the tag and get the the finish or he would be uh with some uh some wrestlers like steven regal who would take the loss for him um mm-hmm. um fit finley would take the loss for him so really kind of established wrestlers jobbing for essentially a guy who, who had no business being there um and then the arsing on the cake and you can uh, look this up on um, because uh, the the information is all public knowledge now. Uh, he was paid three hundred and fifty thousand dollars for two two months worth of work. Oh my goodness! So compare comparing that to some of the 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 wages that uh, the, the the WCW talent was getting, Barry Darso friend of the show um, of course yeah in his three year stint between 1997 and 1999 he was only paid $347,000 Davey Boy Smith huge star mm-hmm. was only paid 307000 Kenny Chaos uh, not a massive star by any stretch of the imagination but he did five years for WCW Got three hundred and twelve thousand dollars in total Dave, for the five years. 
for the full five years. And and okay. uh, Swole got three hundred and fifty thousand for two months' work. Why? Dave Taylor, legend. Yeah, got two hundred and ninety-three. <laughs> du- Dusty Rhodes in ninety-six, nineteen ninety-eight, and nineteen ninety-nine only got two hundred and seventy-two thousand. Oh my God! Van Hammer, two hundred and fifty-nine. Mark Mark Awesome, two hundred and seventy-nine. To someone who we'll be talking about later on. Uh, Norman Smiley, two hundred seventy-three. Um, the list goes on. The amount of big names that the, this guy was paid more than Jim Nardart, two hundred twenty-four thousand. Parker there for six years, two hundred fifty-one thousand uh, dollars. Then the kicker is they paid uh, Master P two hundred thousand per appearance, so he made two appearances and got $400,000. So, yeah, my uh, entrance this week in the Hall of Lame is the the ridiculous waste of money that was the No Limit Soldiers. Uh, it's, it's just insane, isn't it? I mean, there's there's so many different variables that go into why WCW went under. No one can just say one thing. I mean, I know some people go, oh, Vince Russo. That's not true. It weren't just Russo. Oh, Kevin Nash. It weren't just Kevin Nash. Oh, Nitro going to three hours. Thunder came. No, it, there's so many different factors that, that accumulated towards what happened. This is a big part, isn't it, of, of it, though? Throwing yeah. that money away like that is just insane. It's, it's absolute madness. Just so much money. So much money. Ridiculous mm-hmm. amount. Why? We did get, you know, Barry Windham in a country band for a bit, though, didn't we? So that's a bonus. <laughs> we did. I mean, that's probably the the highlight of this whole storyline that we got the 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 West Texas rednecks. How did they go? I like country music. I like country girls. Like that one. It was it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you not heard? You must have heard it, Magsy. I'm try to forget it. Oh no, Barry Windham, Kurt Henning. Banging away on a country record. Fantastic stuff, mate. Brilliant. It's, not it's as not bad as... as <laughs> yeah, it, it was definitely not as bad as the the new uh, the No Limit Soldiers. So, yeah, that's no, my entrance. this is true. No, very, very worthy entrant into the Hall of Lane, my friend. Very worthy indeed. Uh, I'm jumping across to, shall we say, the other channel, I guess, with regards to this. So, it's funny, you picking WCW, I'm going WWE, which is a bit of a reversal, I guess, at times. Uh, mm-hmm. But mine is from a few years later, and it's something that I, I think our friend Scottish Danny will be quite familiar with because it the time frame really slots into where I, I think this is kind of his era. So I imagine he's got some strong opinions about this in the chat. Uh, I want to go to the Great American Bash 2006, and I would like to put in to the Hall of Lame this week potentially the whole gimmick but especially the very first Punjabi prison match. Now, there's a couple of different reasons that I would like to do this. One, first of all, it was shite. But two, it's, 
<laughs> but two, it was just so ill-conceived as well. The original plan was apparently not to, for it to look the way it did. It was handed to Vince McMahon and Creative, and they kind of ran with the idea and changed things, and it didn't end up how the, 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 the initial idea was originally pitched. So, you know, shock horror, Vince McMahon changes things for the worst. Who'd have thought? But there we go. It's other factors around it as well. So the whole the whole aspect of the Punjabi prison match was based around the great Carly. He was quite prominent in WWE, especially on the SmackDown side at this time. He didn't even wrestle in the match, even though right up until showtime, an hour into the show, they're still saying he is going to be wrestling The Undertaker in the first Punjabi prison match. It was decided way, way earlier in the day that this was not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But there's there's hepatitis tests going on, which he passed eventually. But there's concerns over that, and so on. So they had to switch him out for the big show. But they knew this was going to happen. But yeah, they still advertised it as Carly being in the Punjabi prison and so on, which I thought is a bit naughty. But there we go. So we had the big show and the Undertaker, two guys who are legends in the business, but not exactly the most mobile of individuals, I guess, especially when working alongside each other. Mm-hmm. So we ended up with this this visual of this cage made of bamboo, which already sounds freaking ridiculous, doesn't it? Let's be honest. And then a second cage made of bamboo, which meant because the bars crisscrossed each other, the crowd couldn't see anything. So they were dead silent throughout the whole thing because they couldn't see what was going on at all. You then had two guys who were, again, as I said, not particularly mobile, not particularly quick on their feet at this point in their career when working against each other. So the match ended up being very punch, kick, punch, kick, which, again, didn't add to any potential excitement they could have got out of this gimmick. And then we come to the cage itself. Now, this very first one had spikes on the top of the cage that were angled down to make it look like you would cut yourself. And JBL is plugging the crap out of this over and over again. He's never seen anything like it. This is incredible. I've been in cage matches that I walked away from and I was never the same. This is unbelievable. The first time any any competitor goes near these, the Undertaker climbs up to the top rope and he's trying to sell the fact that one of these spikes is a bit sharp and he's trying to knock it out of his way and, and hit the hit, break it away and so on. As he's doing this, other ones are hitting him in the belly and the arm and it just looks so crap and so okay. lame. You've got the aspect of the doors in the first cage that the referee, you signal to the referee, and the, the door opens and it stays open for 60 seconds and then it's locked and it won't be open again, you know, so for you to escape the first cage. You watch that happen. First of all, the doors don't slide properly. So they're getting stuck when they're trying to move them up and down. Okay. Secondly, when they, when they shut them and they lock them with a padlock, because apparently that makes them completely indestructible, this padlock, as they're locking it, the whole cage is rickety and moving around. These guys are massive six foot plus, well, put seven foot, tall fellas 300 plus pounds each if they just wanted to they could so simply just grab it and rag it off the hinges it was the most (laughs) it was the most ridiculous crap stupid match stipulation i've ever seen i tried to re-watch it today for the purpose of the show i couldn't get through it magsy i turned it off and went downstairs now that says a lot because i will i will watch pretty much any shit if it means researching for a podcast <laughs> i turned this off it was that bad so that was my my entry into the uh the chain wrestling hall of lame this week is the terrible idea and execution 
of the Punjabi prison match. Yeah, I am glad that was in my uh, whole exodus from wrestling era. It it reminds me of a giant game of Kaplunk mixed with um, a Wish version of an Elimination Chamber. Um, yeah. With all the, the structural integrity of, of uh, the the bars that kept um, the Robocop ripped off the, the, the shark cage. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. And like I said, having two lumbering seven footers in, in it didn't did nothing the camera um the camera work because of the 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 bamboo sticks it you could barely see what was going on yeah it was ridiculous yeah you're right good, good absolutely pick. shocking it is it was terrible it was terrible apparently there was a conversation between the big show and the undertaker that day they went out and looked at the structure and were trying to decide what they could do in the match and they both just walked away going well nothing we can't do anything because they can't be on top of either of the cages because of the spikes, in theory, yeah. kayfabe. Um, I mean, you, you look at, I suppose, trying to reinvent the wheel, potentially. The cage matches, you know, it go, it's as old as we can remember in wrestling. And so many great gimmicks have, have been used via the cage match and, and so on. Reinventing it, Hell in the Cell, some great moments. And there's stuff you can work with. There's the roof, there's the extra wide cage, there's, there's all sorts. Next one, elimination chamber. There's the pods to jump off. Again, there's the, the different shape cage. There's the f- the metal flooring that meets the ring apron. This was just a case of okay, we've got wrestlers who are good at this, this, and this. How can we take that away and just make everything shit? And I'll tell you what, they succeeded. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they succeeded in what they they aim to do. Um, it's a, it just seems to be a case of like you said trying to reinvent something um that that didn't need reinventing um i I get the whole wanting to be fresh and unique and never been done before yeah there's a reason why it's never been done before because it's terrible yes it is it is ah so there we go those are your entrants into this week's hall of lame the No Limit Soldiers, the Money Wasted, and all that nonsense with WCW, and the Punjabi Prison Match, all the Money Wasted, and all that nonsense from <laughs> WWE. Yeah. So, <laughs> so pretty, pretty much the exact same. Yeah, there we go, mate. There we go. Should we have a quick check on the chat, Magzi, before we go into our non-wrestling topic this week, which we have had a staggering amount of responses to? Yes, we shall. So we'll start with Dan Griffin uh, going back to uh, the the talk of mental health, saying that his DMs are uh, always open, being on both sides of the coin, so always happy to lend an ear. And he also then follows that up with, it's not a Monday without Sam making a fart noise. Yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) And Scottish Danny heard it as well. Um, A bit mean, saying charisma vacuum Brad Armstrong. Um, I mean, he was certainly no um, above average Mark Saunders, but uh, Mark Sanders, <laughs> but he wasn't that bad. Um, Ray Cash in in the building. Hello, sir. How are you, um, Dan? Not happy with Ray Cash being here. Um, <laughs> says he loves us because of racism. Uh, I assume he means the 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 no limit stuff was because of racism. Mm. Um, a lot of shock to um, um, the fact that Swall got 350 grand for two months' work. It's Ridiculous. I, 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 I couldn't get over it when I saw the figures. Uh, how many tank abbots uh, can you get for that? You could get <laughs> probably 11 tank abbots, I would say. 
um, Scottish Danner and Dan Griffin disagreeing whether Van Hammer deserved the money or or not. Um, he did not. He did definitely did not. And Scottish Danner's WCW pissing away money. Shock horror. Um, he also mentions that there's a, a talk about um, um, the end of WCW on uh, this week's episode of uh, Unbooking the Tankatora. Uh, so definitely go and check that out. And I'm sure Dan will be in the chat with his uh, with his code for their uh, 15% off beer. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Dan says that there's a great episode of One Man's Meat on the Punjabi prison match. So definitely go and check that out. Um then we have um, Scottish Danny said the, uh, the, um, uh, Dan and Rob talked about uh, Kerry Nash and his damage to the company. Uh, uh, Rob, um, he puts a lot of blame on uh, WCW going under uh, at the feet of, of Kerry Nash. But oh, there is a he, huge amount of blame to be put on Kevin Nash. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that there are other factors as well, of course. It wasn't just Nash, but he was a massive, massive part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely he was. Uh, but he's still one of the coolest people in wrestling, so... Yeah. If that costs us uh, one of the biggest two companies in the world, then so be it. Um, what? No. No, not so be it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather he uh, went back to being Oz or Vinny Vegas and we had WSW back, and that's what you mean. <laughs> the great Oz. <laughs> um... Scott Stanley saying JBL earned his money that night. Oh, yeah, he definitely overread the pudding. Mm. Uh, and he agrees with you that it, uh, if it was a, a cruiserweight match, uh, it would have had a lot more potential. Uh, Cameron kind of telegraphing what our picks for next week will be. Maybe we'll end up having to watch a Punjabi prison match. Um, I bet I could scramble away from uh. from ECW to the Punjabi prison match pretty easily. So Yeah. Big Show was the ECW champion at the time, so there's your link. Well, brilliant. Shit. I, mean, <laughs> I wish I just... <laughs> Damn it. Uh, and Dan Griffin said, is that the chord you meant? Yeah, give us the chord. Tell us what the chord is. Mm. I can't remember it. No, nor can I. Is it Taurus Beers? I believe. Look at that shilling your yeah. stuff, mate. Look at that. Yeah. And also, oh. whilst we are shilling, go and check out RBF Luxuries because... Uh, the amazing Sharon has made me a cup and it's well good there at Pop Pop Mags. That's a Twitter handle that I don't use very much. <laughs> Chain wrestling. Yeah, so definitely go and go on, uh, check her, check her goods out. She's really doing well to, to make a go of this, uh, uh, this, uh, luxurious malarkey. So yeah, go and get sure a bit of love. Yeah, definitely. There's so much great stuff she does, but honestly, every day she's got new products or she's made something new and it blows me away how talented my wife is or it's got to a stage where I shouldn't be surprised anymore, but then she surprises me again with how excellent some of the stuff is and what she's doing and so on. So yeah, go and check like RBF mm-hmm. luxuries on Twitter, Facebook and so on. And the cord is uh, UTT podcast 15 for 15% off at Tartarus. So we were close. Uh, dot co dot UK. I think Dan has put it in the chat, but because it's a website, it doesn't show up on, on our uh, stream yard. There we yeah. go. Yeah. There we go. Magsy, shall we get into our non-wrestling topic this week? We shall. And this was a this was a doozy. NWT time. Oh no wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Ooh, lovely. Lovely. 
It was, this was actually decided mid-show as well last week. Yeah. Yeah, mm. definitely. And I'm glad it was a doozy. I'm glad it's a big non-wrestling topic because our wrestling match is only about 11 minutes long. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so we can balance it out quite well, I think. Um, our non-wrestling topic this week was basically, I suppose, to summarise it as briefly as possible, gaming, I guess. What games did you grow up playing that you loved? What games did you complete what games do you like playing now any classic games you go back to potentially any games computer games or so on that you hate maybe Mm. and it seems we have a lot of gamers in the cwf mags i'm so proud of each and every one of them okay there's going to be a lot of this now just to pre-warn everybody as we're going through as standard with so many non-wrestling topics i'm going to be going what's that mags But we start off with one that I do what, know Sonic? what it is. What is Mario? Who's Mario yeah. then? <laughs> uh, we start off with one that I am fully aware of what it is because it references a computer game or a computer that I well, I had growing up and I loved. And I'm fairly certain it's still in my mum's attic and i got to dig out. And that is from at Pigs Bladders on Twitter. And they are talking here about a Spectrum 48K, which is what oh. I, I had. I loved it. And they say here, I'm showing my age now, but Bruce Lee on the Spectrum 48K. And what's worse is you can still play it online now. And they actually included a link on our Twitter. So that's great. People can go and dive on in and have a little go on that. But uh, Spectrum 48K, mate, I love that. All about that. Playing, you know, the, the old cassettes, waiting for so long for it to load. And then you press a button, it crashes. you got to do it again. You know, just brilliant stuff. I was never a specky guy. Um, I was a Amstrad. Okay. So I had the I had the CPC four six four, but it's still essentially the same. Uh, you yeah. had to load up the uh, the t- cassettes, and you'd see the the coloured kind of uh, um, border all flashing, and the game would take about forty five minutes to load, and then you'd play it for about three minutes, and then start the whole thing again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it would, the spectrum would go. Beep, beep. you know and it was a horrific noise it really was (laughs) we had that's why there was a three of them wasn't there There was the commodore the amstrad and the spectrum that were all very similar and i had the spectrum but my friends one friend had a commodore the other friend had an amstrad so we kind of just used to go to each other's houses all the time so it worked out really well for us yeah, uh, I used to uh, go and get the the one ninety nine cassettes from W H Smith. Um, yes. Used to get a, a one a week, or, or try and get one a week, and yeah, I had hundreds of them. And the, yeah. then you get the the, the games magazines, which uh, you usually get like a, a demo disc and uh, a demo cassette. And I remember there being a big war uh, with the magazines where. Uh, essentially, they did start putting more and more games on 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 the cassettes because they wanted you to buy their magazine, so you could get hundreds and hundreds of games for for next to nothing. My uncle used to because the Spectrum was originally my uncle's and it was sort of handed down to me. He used to go down the road to the newsagents or whatever it may well be, and you'd rent computer games 
same as you'd rent a VHS tape or whatever. So we'd rent a Spectrum game, walk back up to my nan's house, do the old tape to tape and record it. (laughs) Brilliant. And take it back. So I got a cassette off him, like a 90 minute audio cassette. And then the cassette player had like one of those little ticker tape counters on. And he'd say like, reset the counter to zero. If you want to play, I don't know, Ghostbusters, the count it says on this little bit of card here, fast forward to zero four two six, and that's where the game Ghostbusters Amazing. starts. And Amazing. so I'd have like, God, there's so many games on this one cassette. It was fantastic. That is amazing. Yeah, but, but if you lost a bit of card, you're knackered, obviously. But there you go. <laughs> uh, Dan Griffin, I have somebody in the chats here, and he says, "Well, it's at Dan Griffin twenty one on Twitter, of course." He says here, "Here we go, Steve-O style Fred incoming from me." started on sega mega drive and loved the sonic games even though to this day i've never completed one how Italian... dare you what's that never completed a sonic game ridiculous i mean sonic one and two i can run through with without losing a laugh wow damn i'm disappointed there why without losing a life really do you reckon you could do that now or would you have to have a couple of practice runs i I don't think I don't know if I'd be able to do it like straight off the bat, but yeah, yeah. With, with, with one or two goals, I'd be able to to do it. Mm, yeah, why? Okay. Uh, yeah, he says here, Italian ninety football was also mint. Uh, games he hated it was were the Lion King and Aladdin. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, the Aladdin, uh, uh, the Lion King with the monkeys. That was horrific. Um, yeah, they were brutal. Absolutely brutal. Amazing games. Amazing looking for the time, but brutal to play. I can kind of remember Aladdin on the Mega Drive. And it the wor- quite the, frustrating. Yeah, the worst part of Aladdin, if I remember, was the carpet ride over the, 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 the river of lava. That was Oh my brutal. god, yeah. I remember yeah. that. I never had a Mega Drive though, so where would I know that from? I mean it, it was on the Super Nintendo as well. Oh maybe that then, I don't know. Yeah, I remember that. Why? Okay. Uh, Dan continues, graduated to the PS1 and loved WWF Warzone, the Crash Bandicoot series. Yeah. WWF Smackdown 1 and 2, FIFA 99, mm-hmm. and Roll Cage. I'm not familiar with Roll Cage, but the rest of them I, I remember. So if uh, I remember rightly, Roll Cage was a, a racing game where the your car could flip over. Okay. If I remember right. If I remember Dan, I'm sure Dan will correct it in the, in the chat, but I think that that was the game. Yeah, let us know, Dan. Let us know in the chat. Uh, he says, to this day, though, his favourite game ever is Metal Gear Solid. I adore yes. that game, as we used to stay up all night playing it, even though I was shit at it, Dan says here. Following on from that, WWF Attitude, Metal Gear Solid 2, Metal Gear Solid 3, Metal Gear Solid 4, Spider-Man 2 on the PS2, Grand Theft Auto, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Skyrim, I think that says, Fallout 4, <laughs> Football Manager, Spider-Man, God of War, Assassin's Creed, Black Flag, and so many more. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, and also the Mass Effect series. Video games provide so much escapism and entertainment, I honestly don't know where I'd be without them. Keep an eye out for me possibly reviewing a Doctor Who game in a future episode of the Doctor Who pod. Yes, indeed. Not keep an eye out for him possibly doing it. He is doing that. (laughs) (laughs) So many great games that that Dan mentioned there. So many that that I love. I didn't really get into the the Batman Arkham series. Um, I've played one and 
there was a part with the Riddler where he was making you do ridiculous races in the sewers, which pissed me off, so I didn't play that that much. Uh, Skyrim, I've only ever played on VR, uh, and I did 10 minutes of it, and it, it was not the game for me. Uh, same with Fallout, not a game that I'm bothered about. Football Manager, yeah, for all the way from... Yeah. From back in the like, the original like, champ manager days, uh, that was that was my thing. Uh, I'm concerned he missed out Grand Theft Auto Four. I think. That's, oh no, no, that's, and, um, that's me. Oh no, you are right. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto Three and Five. He has here. Yeah, sorry, Maxie. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto Four is a, a classic. Uh, going bowling with your cousin Roman—that's amazing. Um, but yeah, he's racked off some really good games there. Yeah, but our lives played Grand Theft Auto. She liked that a lot. I know it's probably not suitable for a child to be playing, like with some of the aspects definitely of that not. Game, definitely, definitely not. <laughs> she enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> James, at, sorry, go on. He's put Grand Theft Auto Four was shit. How how was Grand Theft Auto Four shit? No, Dan, you say some really good things, and I agree with you, and then you say that, and it makes me angry. See, I've got no point of reference to what any of these Grand Theft Auto games are. I'm aware of the series, but I've never... I've had a little drive around and stuff, but that's about it, really. So, I can't compare, Max. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Uh, James, you dick. James at 80s and 90s Wrestling on Twitter. He says here, he hasn't had a console since the PS2, uh, but the first was the NES. Used to love War Rumble on the Super Nintendo. Had an unhealthy relationship with Brian Lara Cricket when I was unemployed. Croc and Crash Bandicoot, Bandicoot, sorry, were class two. We'll have to get the NES out of the loft and see if it still works. Yeah, great. I had a Nintendo. The old, the old block, the NES. You know, the mm-hmm. the cartridge that had Duck Hunt and Mario Brothers on the same same cartridge. You know. Yeah, I I, I don't remember as a kid having a ne- uh, a NES. I I had one as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, my first console uh, was the Master System, the the, okay. the ye old um, Sega console. Yeah. Um, so I, I've t- I tended to stick with Sega uh, and then moved on to Sony. But it mentions Brain Lara Cricket. That game was the dog's bollocks. Absolutely amazing game. Um, I was never a massive Croc fan, and Crash Bandicoot was something I could take or leave. Uh, but yeah, definitely get if go and get your nez out of the out of the the loft. They they were for fortune, though. Mm, yeah, I had one for a long time. Mario, Mario three as well. Mario two was all right, but Mario three was I loved like. Well, Mar- Mario two wasn't a Mario game though. It was no, it was different. Than, a re yeah. a repackaged Doki Doki Panic. A repackaged what? So it was a game called Doki Doki Panic and. The artwork was basically taken off and replaced with Mario characters. It was not oh, actually okay. a Mario g- game. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Oh. The, and Dorky, that Dorky the, Panic. Dorky Dorky, yeah. And that was because they actually did a Mario 2, which was very much like the original Mario, but much harder. And uh, Nintendo of Japan thought that that would be too hard for uh, Western players. So okay. that's when they that's when they reskinned Doki Doki Panic because it was an easier game. Ah, I learn so every day, Mags, don't you? Hey, mm-hmm. there we go. Uh, at Pigs Badders, continuing with a love for the ZX Spectrum, nineteen forty-two. 
he says here. And that, that was a good game, 1942, flying the plane around and stuff. I, I enjoyed that. Who Dares Wins 2 and Chucky Egg. Uh, Chucky Egg was an Amstrad, wasn't it, I think? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah. Kind of like Dizzy. That's right, Dizzy. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. I might have got like, confused there. It might have been Dizzy I was thinking of, but yeah. Uh, at Pig Spiders continues. I broke too many controllers playing Daily Thompson's Decathlon Hyper Sports. That's the one you got to sort of keep hammering the buttons to run faster, isn't it? Like, you know, that sort of thing, you know? Yeah. See, I hate those sort of things. Yeah. I mean, at the time, they were good because you could break a world record. But yeah, looking back, it was very cheaply done a lot of these games they just tended to get a, a celebrity stick the name on it and then churn out a terrible terrible game yeah <laughs> uh. coming soon to sjp world media Can you believe it, Nigel? No one can! Scottish Juggalo on Twitter, our good friend Danny. He says, These are my absolute favourite games I enjoyed playing growing up. Uh, GTA Vice City, Smackdown Here Comes the Pain, I think that's going to be, isn't it? HCTP, is that right? Yep. Duke Nukem and Streets of Rage. Oh, Streets of Rage. What a game that was on the Mega Drive. Fantastic. Amazing game, absolutely. All three of the Mega Drive ones, absolutely mm. love them. And another game that I can play all the way through. Uh, I don't know if I can do it with, without dying once, but certainly like with, without continuing. Um, yeah, I played spent, that game to death. We used to spend so much time playing Streets of Rage, and like I don't know if it'd be like FIFA '96 or '97 or something like that on my mate's Mega Drive. Just you know, get a couple of quid, I- buy a big bottle of pop and a load of sweets and just stay up all night playing these games you know i hated the the, the early fifas the the like isometric running 
where the the pitch was diagonal pitch. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't fucking stand that. No. But you could get an ambulance to to come on and and you could yeah. run away from the referee as well. Get sent off. Send yeah. you off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good cop, bad cop wrestling podcast at Good Bad Wrestle on Twitter. He sent us an image here, a picture, and it's Manic Miner, I believe, and it's totally uh, worth a six minute wait whilst the cassette loaded. So is that, yeah, is, is that Manic Miner? Is that no? That's another tweet they sent as well, Maxi. I think I've got them in the wrong okay. order here. Uh, but sure. yeah, Manic Miner is... That's the one there. Just went past him. Bit further down. There we go. Manic Miner, I believe that one there is. Oh, I yeah. loved that game. Manic Miner 2, Jet Set Willy was the one I had. That was fantastic as well. But yeah, Graham also sent in at MGB Graham. Can't beat gameplay like this. And it's that little purple one there. I'm not 100% sure what that is. I did ask what the game was. And he said, he'll let the chat figure it out on Monday. There's a little bit it, of work for now. It, what is it, that? It looks a little bit like Bubble Bubble. Um, but okay. I don't think it is. I, I can't place it, but it does look like Bubble Bubble. I've got that. This works really, really well. Yeah, I don't recognize the character, but I'm, <laughs> I'm sure Graham will let us know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, again, I, I'm, this works fantastically well for the audio version. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and describe it. If you want to see it, it's on Twitter. Um, <laughs> Steve MGB Grape. <laughs> yes, exactly. At Total Steve on Twitter, he says, when the Mega Drive and the SNES were out, my parents couldn't afford it, so I had to go to a friend's house to play Sonic, Mortal Kombat, Mario, and Mario Kart. We All we could afford was the Master System, had two games, the inbuilt Alex the Kid and on cartridge Indiana Jones. Oh, Alex Kid. That was... That game was amazing. And it used to punch, didn't he? And his big hand would come out. He used to play rock, pepper, scissors as well. Yeah. See, my sister had a master system and with the built-in, you know, Alex Kid game. Yeah, so good, man. So good. Steve continues... But it was when the PS1 came out, I got to experiencing games I could buy. Die Hard Trilogy, I spent forever on, especially Die Hard 2 and 3. I loved strategy games, Command and Conquer, Red Alert, Syndicate Wars, Warhammer, Dark Omen, and spent literally hours literally strategizing. Now, I'm not familiar with any of those apart from Command and Conquer. That rings a bell. Yeah, well, all those games are pr- along the similar lines. It's like uh, real-time strategy where you have to control an army. Um, not my favourite kind of games. Uh, if I were to get into any games like that, it'd probably be cannon fodder, uh, just because of the the comedy. Uh, but yeah, they were they were big games. I can't I can't deny that. Hmm. Okay. Um. He was a huge fan also of Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3. Ironically, not playing, though, but watching my friend play. See, that's something that I find quite alien because my, my, my girls, not so much now, they've grown up a little bit, but they would, on my lad as well, I suppose, or all of my kids would spend so long watching other people play computer games on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I don't get I mean, that. Mrs. Mags, um, when um i mean i think i've told the story before about um me booking a week off work to play metal gear solid 4 when that first came out um but mrs mags will happily sit 
and watch me play uh, through a game like that because for her it's like watching a film. Okay. Because she gets to she gets to watch uh, she'll watch like all the cutscenes and then I'll be doing like the the gameplay and then it comes to another cutscene and she's like yeah it's it's like a film and she really enjoys the story aspect of it so okay I'll tell you what then I stand corrected because my lad was playing a game this is going back a while now it's going back probably a, a year or two maybe he was playing a game and I walked in. Literally just to step into his room to, I don't know, just get some washing up or kick his ass by not doing his homework or something. I don't know. And I ended up sitting down and watching a good half hour of this because it was like you said, and the graphics were incredible. But obviously this is now, as opposed to what we're talking about with regards to games growing up and being a bit older, mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah. So I, I can see the appeal of, of, uh, of watching other people play. Um, I sometimes will watch speed runs of games or, so like people who try and get through a game as fast as humanly possible. Um, okay. Mainly to see how easy it was to break the games that I, that I've had so much enjoyment out of, like how a game that maybe it took me 50 hours to complete. Someone can complete it in 20 minutes and it's like, mm. wow, it, it really blows your mind. Yeah. That's insane. That's insane. Uh, Steve, continues WWF Warzone attitude and smackdowns were my life despite not actually watching the wrestling back then uh, i'm fairly certain i had a wf attitude was that an n64 game no no, no okay wasn't. i did not have that then. i say i say me i didn't have an n64 my little brother did and i used to play the wrestling game with him so i think the n64 ones and someone will correct me were no the, mercy yeah no mercy and yeah the, i think the raw games Maybe I think WCW Royal Rumble was a Nintendo one. Yeah, these were. Um, this was when WF games were specific to certain consoles, so you didn't get okay. uh, the SmackDown games on a different console. You didn't get Warzone and Attitude. So I think Warzone was the first real acclaimed WF uh, game on the PlayStation. Attitude was the follow-up. Yeah, it was. Uh, they were great games. Hmm. Really yeah. good. Yeah, and I'll, I'll comment quickly on Steve. Uh, sorry, Danny's comment in the chat there because I will say it again now. Uh, Steve <laughs> continues. He says here, Steve continues needs to be a shirt. Danny says, "Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> it absolutely does." Another batch will be released soon. I I, I have no doubt about that. Um, all GTAs were phenomenal. Steve says. Mm-hmm. Once again, hours spent just driving around listening to the stations. Uh, when I discovered Call of Duty. World of Warcraft, I'm assuming that is, WAW, that took over my life. No, it's any World minute I had, World at War, sorry. Uh, any minute I had spare just to play that constantly. See, Grand Theft Auto, people talk to me about the soundtracks on that all the time. Was it proper music they licensed? Uh, a lot of it, but then there was also... So essentially the music was, was because Grand Theft Auto, uh, a lot of the gameplay is based in cars, it was radio stations in cars okay um so you could skip to radio station and they'd have like a uh, a chat show on one uh one of 80s music one of up-to-date music um um all that kind of thing and you you would skip to whichever channel whichever radio station you wanted there was like a uh, a spanish one um yeah it was uh it a lot of it was uh, licensed music, but then a lot that uh, Rockstar made up themselves. But f- the best part for me were the adverts. Uh, they 
they were so hilarious. You definitely need to go on YouTube and, and look up that, the GTA uh, radio station adverts because they are brilliant. I leave my kids at home unattended when I go out drinking, but I don't want them to get into trouble. What can I do? I've petitioned Congress to outlaw everything that isn't suitable for children, but they're not listening. Try the Vindication Angel Curse Buster BC. Holy f***ing sh**! That's right! The Vindication Angel Curse Buster BC monitors television and movies for profanity and replaces it with a convenient similar sounding word. Who the fumble are you, codfish? Come over here and lick my banana bread! Plus, if your children try to watch gymnastics, women's tennis, or any other softcore pornography, you're sent a text message immediately so you can feel like you're parenting, even when you're not. With the Vindication Angel Curse Buster BC, you never have to worry about your children being exposed to profanity, nudity, bestiality, polygamy, drug or alcohol use, mooning, heavy petting, teabagging, attractive teen girls in bikinis, homosexuality, or science. The Vindication Angel Curse Buster BC. It's time to start editing reality. I'll check that out, man. Yeah, no worries. Okay. I'll you definitely won't. That's an absolute Probably. laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's my homework for next week, though I will not do. Um, <laughs> Steve says as well, it was only up until recently at Call of Duty World War II, I think that must be. I realized I'm too busy to play games. Although, saying that, I did get a Call of Duty. I did get Call of Duty Cold War. Apologies, getting a bit tongue-tied there. Played when I could be bothered, just the odd hour a day. I do remember being a pro Evo net, created all my friends, and played Master League mode. See, I, I, pro Evo, I never got on with. I didn't play a lot of football games, or I didn't play a lot of games at all, really. But pro Evo, I never got on with really. So for me, pro Evo, there was a a time um, where that was that absolutely beat fifa hands down the the issue with it was that they didn't have the players names for licenses so mm. uh r ronaldo i think he was called neraldo or something like that right um ryan I mean, giggs would be brian <laughs> brian griggs <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but you could edit it uh but for gameplay yeah uh for a good three or four years, Pro Evo absolutely slapped FIFA. Um, but then FIFA did, I think it was, uh, Cameron mentions it in the chat, FIFA FIFA Street 2, it was around that that time when they released uh, uh, the street games that FIFA basically stepped up to the plate and became the, the, the go-to football game. And now they kind of rest on the laurels and it's just like a yearly update um, with not much added to the graphics but right. uh yeah pro evo was quality for a long long time yeah. okay well, that's interesting <laughs> um what do we have here nowadays <laughs> ryan Giggs is called the defendant Dan Griffith says in the chat. <laughs> yes he is indeed <laughs> uh, uh games i couldn't beat steve-o says here in syndicate wars there was a specific part me and my friends just couldn't get through he says i totally forgot doom there was a scary atmosphere. That was a scary atmospheric game. Music was incredible. I remember Doom again, not playing mm-hmm. it. I remember maybe my little brother playing it potentially. And the music in that is definitely would be right down Steve Orr's uh, wheelhouse. Very right. kind of rock heavy music. Okay. Uh, first person shooting games like that. Not something I've really got on with. Um, I don't. 
I don't kind of like when you can only see the hands of your character or just the gun. I like to see the whole of the character. Uh, but they are popular, I will admit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Steve-O continues. I'll finish on <laughs> arcade games. Three spring to mind. Sunset Riders, Metal Slug, and Time Crisis. Loved that game. Was amazing when they bought it out for the PS1 with the gun too. Used to go to the pier and watch a guy known as the Time Crisis Man. <laughs> 16 years later, turned out he worked with a friend of mine. His name was Ken. That's not as cool as Time Crisis Man, is it? No. <laughs> I would have left that a little bit out. Yeah. Steve was selling Time Crisis Man short there, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, became good mates. I reminded him of this time he'd play every day when it was 50p ago. He fondly remembered he was a god in my eyes back then. Good old Ken. What well a yeah. Ken. The, and it's the the typical never meet your heroes then yeah. because he found out the time crisis man's name was ken but that's that's actually a cool little story um i don't remember um sunset riders uh metal no. slug metal slug if i remember that was kind of like a run and gun uh style game but time crisis was brilliant yeah uh where you had the gun and you had to uh you had to like aim away from the screen to reload and you had to hide behind uh obstacles and stuff like that yeah really good game yeah so i have played that in the arcade i remember that there's a yeah. there's a, a similar game which i think is better house of the dead uh which is a same similar kind of theme but with zombies rather than criminals okay uh, so those sort of shooter games i play when we go on holiday you're like we've just been away haven't we a couple of weeks back and you go in the arcades. That's quite good. Or you sit in the the cars. Like there's a Jurassic Park when we're sat in, in like a, a the whole game is like a jeep, and you sit in it, and you've okay. got the guns, and yeah, that's quite cool. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. can get like the motorbike ones where you have to like tilt side to side. Yeah, yeah. I got hold. I used to have to hold on to Charlie because she was so little, so she turned quickly and Aww. slide straight off. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Uh, Connor knows soccer at Connor knows footy on Twitter. He says here, I don't play many video games anymore. Uh, when I do play, I mostly play sports games where I take a crap team and completely rebuild them and get them to Champions League on FIFA 21. I completely mm-hmm. rebuilt Swansea City and they won both the Champions League and the Premier League. Currently, I'm on my last save on FIFA 22, rebuilding Arsenal, and I'm just qualified for the Champions League. Okay, so that's, that's like a, a management game, but you play it at the same time then? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Um, I do a similar thing when uh, every year with a football manager when that comes out. Um, I've done I've done that with the old Fifas. I've not been a massive uh, player of the recent Fifas. Um, I used to do uh, kind of like rebuilds on um, probably the best football game ever released, uh, Sensible World of Soccer. Oh um, yeah, on the Atari. Amiga. For me, it was the Amiga, yeah. Amiga, um, yeah. That game still hasn't, for me, been beaten in terms of the fun you can have with a football oh. game. So damn good. Yeah, that was excellent. That that, that, comp- that keyboard with like, massive arse on it, wasn't it, the Amiga? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember. Uh, Cam at CamGriff92, he says, not had a console in years because of the little ones and work. Favourites from yesteryear, Mega Drive, Sonic, or Terminator, PS1, Spyro, Roll Cage, Medal of Honor. Oh, never mentioned for that Roll Cage game there, actually. PS1, Spyro, Roll Cage, Medal of Honor. PS2, FIFA, and Gran Turismo. 
PS3, Resistance, Fall of Man, and GTA Vice City. So many more, but they're the top picks, I think. Yep. Gran Turismo is a game I'm currently playing now. Uh, Gran Turismo 7 on the the PS5 there. Um, but, yeah, some great games. Uh, Terminator, if I remember, that used to be like, properly difficult. Um, Sparrow, another game that I wasn't particularly bothered about. Uh, Medal of Honor, uh, for a first-person shooter, that was really, really good. Um, Resistance, I, I had the games. Uh, they were kind of like a first-person shooter but uh, with aliens, uh, but I didn't play a lot of them but Varsity I played that game today I've recently bought the the remastered versions and they've got a lot of uh, grief because of uh, the quiet buggy but yeah the the nostalgia is still there with them yeah. games amazing yeah I had a Terminator game I'm fairly certain I had a Terminator game for the Spectrum it must have been the Spectrum and when you'd load it up it would do the whole beep, beep, do, 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 and all that sort of nonsense. But then it wouldn't just, you know, go to a screen to say press this button to start or whatever. It would cut to the game and blaring out of because it wasn't the music didn't come through the TV, did it? the music came through the actual computer no. itself? Yeah. It yeah. would be the Terminator theme music. Blair, but it was. Yeah. But like you know, eight bit graphics sounding, you know that. Really, sort of, you know, robotic and that, but it was so loud. It used to scare the piss out of me every single time. Not well, cool. Not cool at all. No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, five Nerds Go at Five Nerds Go on Twitter. He says, Yeah, I had a Sega Mega Drive and finished Sonic when I was five. Oh, Dan, everyone's mugging you off now, mate, isn't <laughs> No, Dan, you absolute wet wap. <laughs> if, if, uh, if a five-year-old Matt from Five Nerds can beat Sonic, why can you not? Yeah, I'm not sure if I've beaten Sonic, but then I didn't play lots of games, so... Well, try it. Yeah, okay. That's not going to happen. <laughs> no. <I didn't> <laughs> uh, he continues, I then got a PlayStation and used to play FIFA and V-Rally. Now I spend my days doing F1 esports things badly, he says here. Still have a fondness for Abe's Underworld and Zero Tolerance. Abe's Underworld, that was a little blue dude, wasn't it? Uh, green. Green, was it really? Okay, perhaps my TV yeah. was broke. He, he farted and burped <laughs> to control yeah, the robots. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I thought Abe was blue. No, he definitely was green. What am I thinking of then? I might be thinking of the little blue guys from that Eiffel 65 video, to be fair. Oh, you might be thinking of like the old trapdoor cartoon. Nah, nah. I'm probably, <laughs> thinking, of, I'm probably thinking of Eiffel 65. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> that well-known video game, Eiffel 65. Yeah. Well, no, I just, in my head, just picture the little blue man because it's computer graphics, isn't it? But it, it, it was never blue, it was green. No, in the Eiffel 65 video, he was blue, wasn't he? Because it was... Yeah, it's all he about was being blue. blue. Yeah, yeah. The whole song was like being blue, blue and having a blue car and a, yeah. a blue house. Yeah, then a but blue that's... girlfriend, which is sounds sound wrong. Mm, yeah, maybe. You know, obviously that's not <laughs> Abe's underworld, but he was blue, but Abe was green. Yes. Yes. I'm really glad we cleared that up. <laughs> We're doing really well at bulking this episode out before we spend four or five minutes talking about wrestling. Uh, indeed. 
Uh, it's five years ago. So it also says I have uh, Xbox Games Pass. As Dusk Falls is excellent. Now, I'm not familiar with Dusk Falls. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not a, a, an Xbox. I'm a Sony pony, and I've actually just upgraded to uh, the the Sony version of Xbox uh, Game Pass, uh, and it's amazing. There are hundreds and hundreds of classic games to go through. Um, I doubt I'll buy another game for a, at least a year playing through these games. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. So it's well worth the money then. Uh, I, I think so. I think you pay a um, hundred pound for the year, uh, and there is there's about three hundred games that you can go through, right. all ranging all the way back from the PS One era all the way up to like modern day games, uh, and they add more and more every month. Um, well, well worth it. Well worth it. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, I don't know if we've had anything from Millwall Crisp, as he replied very, very quickly and said, this is my jam. But I don't think he actually put anything in. Okay. In, so, is, was there a game called This Is My Jam? Don't think so. Don't Did think so. So, no. yeah, Millwall Chris, let us know what is your jam. He's not even in the chat tonight, mate. He's gone out for a meal with his missus. Look at that. Just, just, what annoys me. What it letdown. annoys me how selfish they are. How dare yeah. you go out and treat his missus to a, a slap-up meal? Should be she'd much rather, she'd much rather stay at home and look at us anyway, surely. I mean, also Chris. I mean, it's it's win. It's it's no no competition. Bag of chips from the chippy, bottle of Lambrini. <laughs> put YouTube on. Watch us, <laughs> Lambrini, Jesus That's a great what? evening for your wife, Chris. Right, it is, trust yeah. me. Save yourself a few She would, she would, she would appreciate that way more. Yeah, I reckon. Mate. I reckon. Finally, we have Mister Matt Willis via WhatsApp, Magzi. This is the last one mm. we have, and Where? he you, says, "So poor Rob uh, is not oh, getting a mention." Mister Rob. Oh, Rob, I'm sorry, mate. I haven't got that in front of me, Mags. You have to read that out because I can't read that off the screen. It's far too small. So Rob has put favourite switch he still plays uh, today with the youngest being uh, at least 20 years old now. Uh, Civilization 1 and 2, uh, Colonization, Railway Tycoon, uh, Vikings, Field of uh, Conquest, Masters of Orion, Sensible Soccer 96, 97, another yeah. uh, banger. I do prefer uh, Sensible World. Uh, and then Star Trek, Armada, one and two, so yeah, it looks like Rob has certainly got a, a type of game he likes, very mm. kind of like uh, real-time strategy and kind of like uh, um, time management and resource management style games, but yeah, Sensi Soccer, you can't beat it, you really can't beat it. Which one came first then, the one Rob's referring to, and World was no. the sequel? So, uh, Sensi Soccer 1 came out first, and then uh, I think uh, 96-97 was kind of like a, an add-on to the original okay and then sensible world of soccer was like a um a, a whole game on its own i think they added like a management section and transfers and stuff like that yeah oh, okay fair enough yeah that's a great list great shape have i missed anyone else mags <laughs> uh, i don't think you have but you haven't you haven't mentioned matt willis's yet no but that's on whatsapp so <laughs> yeah so i'll jump It'll on be that a long time. while It'll be a long while. It's, it's not that long, actually. It's not that long. He says here, Ooh, gaming is always a win for me. 
uh, best game when I was growing up was called Booty. Uh, that's a bit different, isn't it? <coughs> <laughs> uh, a pirate platformer. I don't, I've never heard of that. And he says it's on the Spectrum as well. I don't remember that. I've never heard of it. But no. Matt was enjoying a game called Booty. Just the joke I was about to say, writes itself. I was about to say, I'm going to look that up. But I probably don't want to be typing that into, into Google, <laughs> do I? Um, Sonic and Knuckles on the Mega Drive. Both amazing in very different ways. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, favorite nowadays, Metal Gear Solid series. Absolutely adore it. As well as the F1 series of games. I know Magsy loves a bit of F1. I do. Just going to right. nod. Yeah, that's it, is it? Well, yeah, it was, it, it was rare. I mean, there's okay. not really much more to add. Um, I, I, I had uh, F197 for PlayStation 1 and then kind of went off on uh, off the boil on on them. Um, uh, then I got the recent one, uh, F1 uh, 2021, and it's, it was amazing. Yeah, really right, kind okay. of fell back in love with it. Um, I haven't picked up the, the very latest one, uh, the F1 22 yet, but... Um, I'm kind of holding off because I've heard it's there's a lot of problems with it. Um, so I'll wait till those problems have been ironed out, I think. And I've got plenty to go at as of now. But that's something else as well, isn't it? With modern games, they can do that. If there's problems, if it's not right, they can sort it out. Mm-hmm. With like I mean, download most, packs or whatever the kids call them. More, most games nowadays, are, are they have to meet such a rigid release schedule that... They are released broken, and uh, there's usually like a, a first day patch that you have to download to to fix those those issues straight away. Uh, right. But yeah, um, nowadays uh, you you will get games that the more content is added to over a long long period of time. Like Grand uh, Grand Theft Auto Five is still getting content added to this day. Uh, and that game is nearly 10 years old now uh, since oh, wow. it was first released. Uh, and you still get like, uh, updates every every so often. Um, so that's a, a good thing, I think, about modern gaming. Uh, mm. And the amount of games from, from back in our day that were released broken uh, because they hadn't been play-tested properly and there was nothing you could do about it. There was no yeah. way of of uh, patching that game and, f- and fixing it. So you just end up with a game that you couldn't couldn't finish whatsoever. Jesus Christ, Sharon, this is a family show. Naughty, naughty. What's up to me, some booty? Oh, let's have a quick look. Let's have a quick look. Oh, no, it's just the computer game. Oh. What a letdown, let Sharon. What a letdown. <laughs> there we go. I saw that, is that showing up on the screen okay? I've never heard of it. No, nor me. Oh, I'm intrigued. Okay. All right. I do have a bit more from Matt Willis, actually. Bear with me a sec. Um, he says, I don't think I hate any games in particular. So that's a negative on that side of things for me, apart from anything with fucking rats in them. <laughs> Terrifying to play those. I'm extremely proud of having 100% completed every Sonic game on the Mega Drive in the days you couldn't save it as well. So there we go. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. A good skill to have. Damn. Yeah. 
<laughs> Leave Dan alone, bloody hell. <laughs> uh, Magsy, what about yourself, mate? What about yourself? Yeah, a lot, a lot of the my favourite games have been mentioned. Uh, Streets of Rage, I absolutely adore that series. Um, Metal Gear, um, the amount of hours I put into the to that series are just ridiculous. Um, the Tomb Raider games, the especially the original Tomb Raider games, I thought there was absolutely. Uh, outstanding the uncharted games uh another series that hasn't got that much love uh assassin's creed um a great series of games um the they get a lot of grief for for uh for maybe not being the best quality especially the the late ones but i've always enjoyed uh playing playing those uh but yeah i think a lot of the ones that i love have, have already been brought up Oh, well, Ratchet and Clank, the Ratchet and Clank series. If, uh, if I were Clank. to re- recommend any platforming style game, that is the gold standard. Ratchet and Clank are the very best platform games. Okay. See, for me, it's really straightforward. Growing up, I had the Spectrum. So I had Manic Miner 2, Jet Set Willy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jetpack, that was a bloody brilliant game. Jetpack was amazing. Uh, and then mario 3 and street fighter 2 were probably my two favorite games of all time just because i spent so many hours playing them mm-hmm. golden axe as well oh golden Bloody axe. Golden axe. yes yeah i bet you was always the the dwarf as well no 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 no, no. you weren't the dwarf he he was the best character was he really who, who did you go with then the one the big the big dude didn't i yeah but his sword was only really small well, that's a, that's a peril when you take too many steroids, isn't it? <laughs> that's a pause. <laughs> that's a pause. Brilliant. And you used to get like the, that bonus round, didn't you? When those little, they look like lemmings. Oh, that was another game, lemmings. I used to like lemmings, but they look like lemmings and they come on and you just kick the fuck out of them. They drop these bottles of potion. Well, they'd steal the ones that you left at your campsite. I mean, who, who first of all, leaves a big hunk of meat on a barn at the side of a fire whilst you're asleep. That's ridiculous. Mm. But yeah, they come and steal them and you just, you just whoop the piss out of them and get it back. Yeah. 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 That's it. Uh, final fight was an arcade game. I played a lot. Me and my best friend put loads of money into fight. It's basically a streets of rage ripoff. And yeah. we, we put loads of money into final fight. And then we actually completed it on the arcade in the ledger center, but we didn't realize that by the time we'd finished it, there was a crowd behind us watching. And when we were like, 12 or some shit i don't know but when we finished it everyone cheered and we felt like rock stars looking back it's probably only about four or five kids but at the time it felt like there was hundreds there (laughs) yeah uh another couple of games uh that i I should mention i had a dreamcast as well that was a oh yeah amazing console uh the I had uh, a game on there called fighting force a game on there called g police which was absolutely amazing um but I had Crazy Taxi. What a game Crazy Taxi is. So yeah. damn good. But then The Simpsons went and one-upped it with Simpsons Road Rage, which is just essentially Crazy Taxi in The Simpsons world. That was amazing. And then they did Hit and Run. Simpsons Hit and Run, maybe one of the best games ever made. So damn good, that game. Uh, see, I, I remember Crazy Taxi but more so because I remember looking at the box because I think, I think one of my friends had it or my brother had it maybe. But I don't remember actually playing it itself. But yeah, the, the Simpsons games, the Road Rage one and so on, I remember that as well, yeah. Ah, ah good stuff. 
Good stuff. Loads of people getting in touch for this week's non-wrestling topic. Yep. And we thank you Keep all it up, guys. so, so much. Max, we better dive into the chat quick and have a little quick scan through before we talk a bit of wrestling. Because, obviously, the wrestling is a short segment this week because it's a short match. But I also noticed that we're you know clocking in at nearly an hour and a half already. So, Oh, we've got plenty of time then. Um, <laughs> so um, let's have a look at Dan trying to explain why he wasn't able to uh, complete Sonic. He says he, he lacks the part of the brain that allows him to complete them. Never been able to. Um, so have you gone back like recently, Dan, and tried to, uh, to play him? So you should let us know. And he says... We also need a klaxon for when you remember something. I personally oh, yeah. think he do, he doesn't remember the things. He just says, oh, yeah, and then hopes the conversation ends so he doesn't yeah. have to keep talking about it. You'll, you'll notice that's when I go, I remember that. Oh, yeah. Steve-O <laughs> continues. <laughs> um, Dan and uh, Cameron both agreed that... Uh, um, that Roll Cage was the game that I thought I uh, remember where you could drive upside down and stuff like that. Uh, Dan says he put 250 hours into Skyrim. Um, Jesus, that uh, the only game I've really put that much into is probably Metal Gear Solid 4, uh, just to collect all that, the, the badges. Um, then we've got um, Dan saying Grand Theft Auto 4 is the red-headed stepchild of the series. Ridiculous. Sure, that's Grand Theft Auto 2. That was... That was not I've a good no game. Idea. Uh, Scottish Daddy saying he still plays Streets of Rage on his phone. Uh, Dan saying Flappy Bird, brilliant. Uh, Scottish Daddy saying Vast City trumps all. I don't agree with that. I think San Andreas is is the peak of uh, of of Grand Theft Auto, especially that era of Grand Theft Auto. Um, Dan Griffin agrees that House of the Dead was a banging arcade game. Yeah, it was so damn good. And then he, when you said um, there was a lot of love for Roll Cage, I don't think you clocked that uh, that Dan and Cameron both uh, mentioned yeah. it, may have played it together, uh, which, yeah, it's a bit weird. Um, Dan says, "Do you rem- does anyone remember Michael Owen's World League Soccer 1999? Um I vaguely remember it. I don't remember buying it, um, mainly because Michael Owen was a boring cunt, so who's going to buy a Michael oh. Owen? Uh, Michael Owen-fronted game. Not me. Um, Fair enough. Cam says, locking the butler in the freezer was my skill on, on Tomb Raider. Uh, and there's apparently rumours that uh, the original Tomb Raiders are maybe getting remastered. So if you can lock that butler in the freezer in 4K... That would be absolutely amazing. Brilliant. Um, Dan Griffin saying that playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla uh, right now and it's uh, it's amazing. I believe that's one of the the the, the games on the PlayStation Premium um, that that I've got. They've got pretty much all of the the Ubisoft Assassin's Creed games. Um, so I'm going to try that. I think Valhalla is the only one I've not completed. So I need to definitely definitely try that one. Um, Sharon mentions Dizzy. Uh, Dan mentions a game called Time Splitters. That uh, again, I think that was on the Dreamcast and PlayStation. I don't that really. Re- I don't remember playing it. Uh, I know a lot of people have got a uh, got a lot of love for it, but um, I don't remember having that game. Um, Simpsons Road Rage, Hit and Run, all flooding back three. Yeah, absolutely great games. Um, uh, Dan said he is he has attempted to complete them as an adult and failed. 
that's just shockingly bad. And anyone with uh, any form of games pass play Stray. So yeah, Stray was one of the big games for I think the the August release on on uh, PlayStation Premium. So essentially, you play a game as a cat, a stray cat, and uh, you yeah. do. Uh, have you have you seen the uh, any? Dan Griffin was talking to me about it the other day when we were recording the Doctor Who pod, and he said he's a ginger cat, and it reminds him of Lemmy because he can fall off stuff and all this sort of stuff. So he sent me a couple of clips. So, well, um, a lot of people on uh, have been modding the game, so you can put your own your own cat in it. You can literally- right. <laughs> like change that cat to a cat to your own cat so uh, i've not played it yet but i'm definitely gonna have a have a go at that pretty soon and yeah and he said it's the one with uh with yeah. lemmy in so yeah. yeah that's the chat all caught up with ah did we see this one from my from my good lady giving a shout out to street fighter 2 ah, turbo and mario kart were her faves sharon says yeah. now mario kart is a game that i think is absolutely fantastic because you can play it yourself and it's great but it's also something you you know have a few mates around, a few drinks or whatever. Just a, a big sort of everyone joins in game as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it was great on the SNES. Uh, brilliant mm. on the GameCube, Double Dash. That was absolutely amazing. Uh, on the Wii, it was uh, really good. But Mario Kart Eight on the Switch, it is amazing. So okay. much content in it. Uh, so pretty much all the tracks that they've ever been in a Mario game. Millions of cars, loads and loads of characters. Yeah, Mario Kart is amazing. Uh, Street Fighter. Uh, I had the, the the Mega Drive version, the special champion edition, um, where you had to buy uh, a six button uh, controller to to uh, play it. Uh, not a massive fan of the 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 Super Nintendo versions, but I did like the PSP. Uh, version. I think that was called Street Fighter Zero, Street Fighter Alpha, something like that. Okay. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I did like Street Fighter myself. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Ah, so there we go then. Thank you so much to everybody in the chat and on Twitter for their involvement and WhatsApp as well, I guess, for their involvement with our non-wrestling topic this week. It is awesome. We seem to say it all the time, but it amazes us. It shouldn't amaze us anymore, really, but it still does that everyone is so so willing to just get involved. And as we say all the time, if it isn't for you, this show does not exist. So thank you so, so much for all of your input this week. Maxi, we better uh, we better actually get on and talk a bit of wrestling, haven't we? Because we are a wrestling podcast. Mm, let's get ready to rumble! Or at least we will be for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so the winner of this week's poll is a match from the ECW event, November to Remember from 1999. And it's for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship between the current champ, well, not current champion, the champion at that time, Mike Awesome, and I suppose regular dance partner in a way. They have played plenty of matches, didn't they, for their ECW years? Uh, yeah, Masato Tanaka. I think if you were to give uh, somebody the 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 role of Mark Awesome's career rival, I think it would be Masato Tanaka. They had a hell of a lot of uh, bouts all over the world against each other, and so much great chemistry. I think these two did so well together. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so. Good pick by you, um, a worthy winner. Yeah, it, I remember seeing they did the reboot, didn't they? Like the one night 
stand sort of reunion show and this match mm-hmm. was redone on there and yeah. i remember watching and thinking this is insane the stuff these guys are doing to each other it blew my mind so seeing the older stuff back again it's amazing because i was that much younger and that you know we all we were aware that tanaka has he had i think he ended up with some knee issues didn't he in his later mm-hmm. career and, and so on uh, and mike also obviously you know he's no longer with us but he had health issues as well so seeing them that little tiny bit younger and how they could go it, it this mate honestly what was it 12 and a half minutes 11 minutes whatever he said it was but this is bloody incredible isn't it it's it's shocking how much con uh content they got into those 12 minutes mm. this the pace does not let up at uh whatsoever and for me um it's it's almost like a hybrid of so many different wrestling styles obviously you've got big beefy blokes um which is very much the the older kind of uh um the golden generation of wf style but then you've got the hardcore uh kind of 90s uh ecw style but then you've also got um uh, the Japanese style with uh, Masato Tanaka, that kind of hard-hitting, technical. And then you've got Mark Awesome, who at six foot seven, uh, yeah. the best part of 300 pounds, the Duke flies like a cruiserweight. So this this match has something for, for pretty much everyone, uh, all crammed into a bite-sized quarter of an hour of wrestling. Mm. Yeah, it, it's insane when you see Mike Awesome doing the stuff he does. Again, because you step back see the size of the guy. And he's got no right to be able to move how he could move. And mm-hmm. it, it just makes you realise how how ridiculous WCW were when they got hold of him. And they mm-hmm. and they dropped the ball on him. I mean, you, you entered one of his gimmicks into the Hall of Lane not too long ago, didn't you? It's just It just went so bad. This guy should have been... I mean, ECW, people will argue, was you know, the, the third biggest company at one stage, and it had this following, and it had this following, whatever. It wasn't on the same level as WCW or WWE. I don't care how many t- people try and spin it in different ways, and you hear Comrade Thompson sometimes talk about this TV rating or, or this pay-per-view buy rate at this particular time. It was nowhere near the same level. When Mike Awesome went to WCW, or potentially if he could have got a chance to go to WWE, this guy should have been the top guy. This guy should have been mm-hmm. the world champion in one of the big, big companies, shouldn't he? Absolutely agree. Um, it's the, his WCW run is one of the biggest wastes of potential for that mm. company, uh, for a company who wasted a hell of a lot of wrestling potential. Um, yeah, that guy should have, he should have come in, Kind of on the same level as the likes of Goldberg, what they could he could yeah. have been a main eventer from day one, and then been a main eventer for the next ten years. Um, yeah, he had the look, he had the the charisma, he had the move set. Yeah, he he had everything, and it just sometimes goes to show that you can have all these uh, attributes in wrestling, but what you the one thing you do need is the boss to push you mm-hmm. uh, and unfortunately it didn't happen for him no no very true very true um this whole match or, or part of the show starts with uh, videos of tanaka and awesome getting ready 
I guess. So Tanaka's running on a treadmill, shouts a lot of things in Japanese. We get no subtitles, no <laughs> no translation, which is fantastic. But you see straight away he is absolutely caked in scars, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you then see uh, uh, Mac Awesome um, doing the, the, the raw muscle mm-hmm pull-up thing uh with his that's exactly what it's called Maxi. yeah that's what it says on the bag when you buy it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh resistance bands or whatever they, they're called uh the gas carved out of absolute granite i mean he's got the the mullet parting in the back business in front style haircut uh and then he's got a judge with him uh assuming is it's his manager um mm. who it's a bit cringy linking the whole storyline to to being in a courtroom and things like that. But when Mark uh, talks, you can't help but but just listen because he's quite soft spoken, but his words have a hell of a lot of meaning. Uh, and he, they go through that the whole story of him and Masato um, uh, having this this long rivalry and and. Tanaka always having Mark's number, Mark not being able to to get the job done at all in singles competition. Uh, Joey Styles mentioned that he does have a pin over uh, Masato, but that was in a, a three-way dance. So there's always that kind of a chip on Mark's shoulder about not being able to beat uh, Tanaka. Um, so when Tanaka challenged him for the towel, this is this is how we got here. Yeah, and we, we get the, the entrances with some dodgy dubbed ropey theme for Tanaka. Whatever he came out to, they didn't allow him to use. Uh, we got a comment in the chat there from Scottish Danny saying, how great was Mike Awesome's ECW theme? Now, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what we hear on this pay-per-view was actually his proper theme. It may well have been because it sounded written for him because certain lyrics. I think it was. Yeah, Yeah. I think it was. But there was also a time when he used a Nirvana record, an Anthrax record, and so on. And I know the Anthrax record sounded quite similar to this one, so I don't know if it had been tampered. Edited. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I could be completely wrong. I'm just literally guessing, but yeah. Um, We start off so quickly, though. I suppose we've got no option to because they haven't got, masses of time on the pay-per-view have they and we end up you know a, c- a couple of you know forearms and so on that we start off with but then mike Olson just runs up the ropes right at the beginning or, or what well, i say run that's not accurate when i say run up the ropes i think of kurt angle going step by step this guy jumps yeah. <laughs> onto the ropes in the corner it's insane very much like pat McAfee. um yeah i uh, did recently yeah that what the guy can do it it, it absolutely beggar's belief i mean he should be stuck to the ground guys of his size never leave the feet and there's a there's a comment made i think again by joey styles uh when he says uh um people of his size don't lose their leave their feet brother uh, obviously hinting yeah. at, at, at hogan <laughs> um yeah the the guy is phenomenal absolutely phenomenal and like like i said the the chemistry between him and Tanaka, uh, it it just oozes through this match. Then those two know how to 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 work together. It's just oh. it's it's just poetry in motion. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, we get a moment as well where Tanaka hits a a springboard clothesline coming off the one set of ropes across to the other, and then he comes off the top rope to the outside as well. And this is all within the first 
what 90 seconds two minutes yeah, maxi, maybe? pretty much pretty much it's, yeah it's just like they've gone from zero to 100 miles an hour like like that it's just boom off they go isn't it yeah, it's just, like I said, they pack so much wrestling into this very short period. Um, you, wrestlers talk about maximising your minutes. This is mm. the epitome of that. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, we get the obligatory ECW chairs quite early oh. on as well. Um, Jesus, the chair shots that they oh. take. Ridiculous. Uh, there's, there's one that uh, uh, Mark hits uh, Tanaka when he's uh, on his knees and he, he waffles him with that with that chair. Absolutely waffles him. And then he gets his payback when he uh, when Tanaka ducks under a, a chair shot of, of Mark's, takes the chair off him, clocks him with it, throws the chair at him. Mark catches <laughs> it and then, then uh, gets hit with the roaring elbow. Jesus wept these guys. Yeah. They're proper laying it in, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, a moment that I really enjoyed as well, in the middle of all this carnage and chairs flying around and, uh, I suppose, massive feathers like Mike Awesome flying around, uh, was a, a moment where Tanaka, it almost looks like he's maybe he's going for a Lufez press or he's doing something anyway. Yeah. Uh, and Mike Awesome just catches him. And my initial thought was, oh, Jesus a bloody bear hug. Bear hug. Because yeah. you know how I feel about that particular spot, especially in more modern times. And Tanaka is obviously a shorter guy than Awesome, so his legs are not touching the floor. He's got him in this bear hug kind of position. And he just turns it into an overhead suplex with what looks like zero effort, almost deadlifting Tanaka over his own head and suplex- suplexing the guy. That was impressive, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and this is a Tanaka who's... He must be touching 300 pounds himself. He's just absolutely made out of muscle and scar tissue. Uh, so the just the logistics of having somebody uh, who is a who Marcos is essentially cradling like a baby with his with his yeah. legs wrapped around him to have that uh, power to throw Tanaka over over his shoulder. I mean, we all know wrestling is a is a dance between the the two people in the ring, uh, and normally with a with a, a move like that, you would rely on the the wrestler who's being suplexed to to help with the rotation, to help uh-huh. with like the yep. momentum. Mark doesn't need any of that. He just grips hold of Tanaka like a big baby and just lobs him over <laughs> his own shoulders with very minimal effort. It's absolutely astounding what this guy can do. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, speaking of astounding what he can do, we end up back out fighting around the crowd again, don't we? And over into the crowd itself. Mm-hmm. And Mike Awesome, he hits a springboard off the top rope over the crowd barrier into the audience to land on Tanaka. And mm-hmm. again, this guy is huge, but he's just flying through the air like he's... I don't know, Ray Mysterio or, or you know, bloody Ray Phoenix or some crap. It's ridiculous, mm-hmm. Mags. It's 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 mental, absolutely mental. How they these two didn't kill each other uh, is beyond me. Because even when like they were uh, farting in in uh, at, at the ringside and slamming each other into into the guardrails, they were still waffling each other with chair shots and and yeah. and yeah, they they were they were just mental. And then when we get the action back in the ring, uh, Tanaka. Uh, gets it gets hit with a clothesline, and I've always thought that JBL is one of the best clotheslines ever. With the clothesline from L, you can see the effort he puts in. 
Mark Awesome folds Tanaka in half with a yeah. clothesline to the point where he nearly stands straight back up. He's been hit that hard. Uh, yeah, just brutal, brutal action. What about the chair shot as well? Was the, there was the couple, wasn't there? Did he come off? I think the first one was off the top rope, wasn't he? He came off the top rope of the chair, <laughs> hit Tanaka, but he he didn't. He hasn't. And we're not condoning this because now it's a different time in '99 to what we know now obviously with the damage to, to people's brains and the issues it can cause taking chair shots this way. However, you can't change what's happened already. So just viewing what we see, that one chair shot, he t- he's got his hands down by his side and he takes that chair shot from the top rope, full yeah. force on the noggin and just doesn't move completely, just rides through it and stares back at him before getting clocked again. It's just, oh my goodness. It, it's mental. And then we see... Uh, uh, tornado DDT from the the, yeah. the ropes onto the chairs, and yeah, there is no faking uh, this. These are not gimmick chairs. You, these chairs have been just destroyed by these two blokes' heads. Yeah, just absolutely mental. Uh, we see. Uh, I think Mark does an Alabama slam at one time, uh, which you look at Mark and you think, "I am not taking Alabama slam from him," and he just he just tries to put Tanaka through the ring. He hits yeah. him with, with, with that much uh, force. Uh, I think he then goes for the power bomb. We, he sets up a table with, uh, with uh, the judge. Um, we tries for a power bomb uh, through the table. That gets fought off. Uh, and then we see, I think, there's a, a German suplex by, by Tanaka. Um, eventually the table does come into play and we, we do get that sit-out uh, powerbomb through it. Man, just crazy, crazy spots. Crazy spots. He cuts spots. his arse, doesn't he, as well? Yeah. <laughs> he, he cuts his arse on the powerbomb, the sit-out powerbomb on the outside. And I got flashbacks then to, I think it was Bob Holly, who there was that kind of trim on the outside of the table. The, the sort of like you know holds the chipboard in or whatever came yeah. loose and sliced Bob Holly's back and it was pissing blood. I kind of got though it wasn't anywhere near as bad as that, of course, but I kind of got that sort of vibe from that it. Of, of like, yeah, it, it's it's what happens though when you're using foreign objects. Uh, sometimes things like that happen. Yeah, we get a superplex, you know, all the way up high with this giant monster of a man. Well, two giant monsters of men going through a table there as well. It's just so much happening in such a short period of time you you don't get a chance to catch your breath but it's not in my opinion anyway it's not like you see certain matches now where so much happens and it's bang 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 and there's no yeah. selling and it's too quick and it's it's just you know stunts for stunts sake this they do give you a moment to breathe here and there to soak in what's happening but at the same time they cram so much in you, you can't look away because you miss something. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, we see a couple of uh, diamond dust as well from from Tanaka. Uh, but what the the thing that kind of makes this match stand out for me is you can see how the the moves were having were taking the toll on on the on the two guys because they would go for multiple uh, pins uh, and we get pretty quick kickouts. 
But as the match went on, those kickouts got later and later and later. Uh, both guys were trained the best to hit their uh, their finishing moves. I think Joey Styles mentions that uh, Tanaka has uh, a trifecta of finishing moves that that he he, uh, he can end a match with, and Mark Awesome is powering through all these finishing moves and still being able to kick out. Um, basically, neither of them wanted to to give up in this fight. Uh, they just were uh, putting their all bodies on the line for for this uh, ECW world title. Uh, it kind of brings us to the finish then, doesn't it, I suppose? And I thought the finish was going to come momentarily before it actually did, Mags. Because we get yeah. a moment where Mike Awesome hits a, a crazy German suplex on Tanaka and he basically lands on his head, doesn't he? But he rolls through and almost no-sells this. Gets mm-hmm. walloped with a clothesline. And then Mike Awesome hits a frog splash. A bloody frog splash, Mike, off the top rope. A bloody good frog splash as well. Yeah. I'm thinking, that's it then, isn't it? Surely this guy's just been walloped, kicked all over the place, dropped on his head, and now he's had this massive man jump on him. And he gets his shoulder up at the last moment. It's like, oh, my God, they're carrying on. And then we get an awesome bomb off the top. <laughs> From the top. And it's again, just, oh my you, word! You're talking what ring post? What say five foot high? Then Mark Awesome, six foot odd. So you're looking yeah. at like maybe the best part of twelve feet in the air to be awesome bombed. Yeah, mm-hmm. brutal, absolutely brutal. Uh, absolutely but that awesome. was the end, and uh, and Mark Awesome finally gets that one-on-one victory against his nemesis um, Masato Tanaka. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it really, to me, you know, fantastically enjoyable 12 minutes or whatever. Uh, out of 10, Magsy, what are you thinking? Yeah, um, from from what I remember, I don't think that this was quite as good as uh, the, the one that stand uh, match, and I don't think it was as good as uh, the matches that they had at uh, uh, Heat Wave 98. But it was still really, really good. It it certainly didn't outstay its welcome. There was a mm-hmm. hell of a lot of uh, good wrestling um, in that that very short period of time. Uh, and like I said at the beginning, you got a real mix of wrestling styles. You had technical wrestling. You had the hardcore chair swinging style. Uh, you had the half lane. I mean, you're talking about two guys who should not be half lane wrestlers no. doing half lane wrestling. So this is a really really good match uh we've definitely watched better but we've certainly watched uh some matches that are way way worse than this so i'm very happy to give this an eight okay okay i'm a smidge lower i've got 7.5 and then amazing written underneath it mm-hmm. yeah it is brilliant and i can't really add much more to what you said there magsy other than to say if you've not seen tanaka versus awesome matches this is a good place to start because if it's not for you, it's less than quarter of an hour long. But trust <laughs> me, it's worth looking at heat, uh, not heat waves. Sorry. November to remember 1999 Masa, uh, Masa Tanaka versus Mike Awesome. Go and check it out. It is well worth those few minutes of your life. It is a really, really hard hitting, excellent contest. Absolutely. Totally, totally agree. So then Mags, where to next week? I mean, there's a couple of obvious routes we could go down. Uh, later on in, in this show, we, we see the ECW TV title uh, defended. Um, one thing that we didn't touch on in, in our uh, talk about the matches, 
the fact that the world title match is essentially in the in the middle of the card. That mm. was a little bit of a bugbear. Uh, but Rob Van Dam is the current ECW uh, ch- uh, TV champion at this time. Um, so there's the link there. We could perhaps go to him winning uh, the Money in the Bank. But then when I looked at uh, looked at that, that was another short match. So I thought, yeah, we'll give that one a miss. Um, so I actually wanted to look around uh, what the competition were doing around this time. Um, okay. So November, uh, this uh, November to remember was uh, on the seventh of November. Then the weekend after we had uh, a WWF uh, pay per view, and then the weekend after that we had uh, I think it was WCW Mayhem. So in that three weeks, all the big players um, had their pay per views. So looking at the card for for Mayhem, nothing really stood out to me. Um, so I thought let's have a look at. Um, um, the Survivor Series, 1999 uh, Survivor Series. Um, so one match did stick out to me, and um, perhaps not for for its quality, but just more for the importance, I suppose, of the match. Um, I want to go back and watch uh, a match for the Intercontinental title uh, from uh, Survivor Series 1999. Uh, Chris Jericho challenging current champion uh, and female China. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've seen China way, way, way back in, I think, the audio-only days, potentially. Wrestling. In the good Jeff housekeeping. Yeah. yeah, good housekeeping yeah. And obviously, we've seen quite a few bits and bobs from Jericho, but from different eras. But I don't think we've really hit much 99 Jericho have we yeah and this was uh, this was Jericho uh, pretty new into the company and uh, they had the whole kind of storyline where him and China were core champions um, so yeah it'd be interesting to, to touch upon that mm, yeah we can cover the whole story with the belt and how it worked and the, the yeah no great stuff yeah so Survivor Series 1999 Intercontinental title between Chris Jericho and China yeah that'd be mm-hmm. I mean that makes really interesting conversation especially with China being involved in the men's title picture as well there's a lot there to get into I think uh, my link is much much more straightforward and that's because I was fascinated by what I saw for this week's show so I wanted to stay with ECW so I'm going to okay. use the pay-per-view as the link so this is November to remember 99 I'd like to go back a few years to remember sorry November to remember 95 and I looked down the card and one match stood out to me considering how much I've enjoyed seeing these two massive blokes fly around I thought how about Psychosis versus Rey Mysterio from November to remember 1995 is, is that the Mexican death match if yes I vaguely remember it being that yeah now I'm not sure I've ever seen this Max in fact I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards no I don't think I have ever seen this so if it is a stinker I apologise the, the reviews online seem to place it as being quite good mm-hmm. so yeah my, my sort of little dipping of the toe into ECW this week has wet me appetite I'd like to stay in and then check out something else yeah I've I haven't watched this in such a long time, but I do remember that being a, a banger of a match. Mm. Yeah, okay, brilliant stuff. Brilliant. I mean, people in the chat are actually saying, Magsy, Jericho versus China, what a pick. Uh, two fantastic choices, difficult choice this week. So, yeah, that's great. 
It's great. I mean, they've got to make the choice, not us. So, yeah, laughing. Yes. See, we don't, we don't <laughs> always watch crap wrestling. We do sometimes no, like no. to watch good wrestling. There we go. So those are your options for this week's poll that will be out later in the week after the audio version is with you. Probably by the weekend, if I remember. This week, I'm not going to lie, you'll probably notice it came out late because I just bloody forgot. I apologize. <laughs> but... <laughs> Your options are an Intercontinental Championship match from Survivor Series 1999 between Chris Jericho and China, which I think is going to be absolutely fascinating because there's so much to get into there. Or we have Psychosis versus Rey Mysterio Jr. from ECW November to Remember 1995. Make sure you vote in the poll, you retweet, all that good stuff. And that's something actually I wanted to mention as well about whole retweeting and sharing. Everyone does it as far as I can tell, which is awesome. But this is what I really want to get to now. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. We want more people getting involved. We want more members of the CWF getting involved. <laughs> we want more eyes on this show. We want more ears on the audio version. Get people involved. Because ultimately, the more people are involved, the more interactions we can have. And hopefully, the bigger the show grows, the better we can make it for you. Yeah, we, we want to be like natural, where we're going to go three hours. We and then we're going to have a show on Thursday. <laughs> we don't want to do that either. <laughs> uh, Magsy, is it worth you telling anyone where you are? Yeah, I mean, I can, I can even show it uh, on, oh, yeah? on my on the, cup yeah? at Podfather Mags. Right. Uh, show the shiny pro- thing as well. Is that sad? It's got oh, a, yeah, the, chain, the chain wrestling logo. It's got a chain that shines. Look at that. Quality, isn't she? Yeah, so definitely contact Shaz for your for your uh, merch. There, amazing quality. Um, yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter at Paul Father Mags. I have actually been dipping back into it uh, this past week because uh, I'm, I'm going to be taking part in the second Eurovision uh, podcast from uh, Morty and Fitch. I think this time it's about chocolate, so uh, definitely keep your ears peeled for that. Uh, but other than that, um, you can find me sometimes on TikTok at Mags All Pods. Uh, but yeah, I'm just enjoying my non-social media laugh. You know you're going to get constant grief about bubbly chocolate when you go on that show, aren't you? I, I'm I'm prepared for it. I am prepared for it. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> Build up your defences early. Uh, you can follow me <laughs> at SJP Words on Twitter. But I really would like everyone to go and follow the network at SJP World Media on Twitter and Facebook. There's a group there as well. Uh, I, I say it all the time, but it is true. So many great shows. So many great hosts. So many great podcasters. Just check it all out. I mean, Benny Mac have a couple of shows there in the corner, and uh, the Nothingness show that comes out on a Sunday. Really interesting hearing him talk about all sorts of stuff, internet troubles and all sorts this past week with him discussing with his friend there. That's great stuff. We have RSH coming over from the States, telling uh, well, basically informing us of their opinions of the current WWE product week by week from stateside, I guess. They're, they're sort of American views on what we're watching as well. Uh, check in a Power Palace with my wife and I. It's just us two sat down, rambling about stuff. This week we answered some of your questions. Um, I think we're looking at future episodes 
having a discussion about gigs we've been to together and how I end up drunk and embarrassing. And and maybe we're going to have a conversation about the years we spent running an amateur football team. There's quite a bit to get into there that could be quite funny as well. So yeah, check that out as well. All of that, Chain Wrestling, Nitro Nights. Uh, there's an NXT podcast coming very soon. There's a new podcast coming from Scottish Danny and a good friend of ours, Tyler Peters, who are going to be looking back at all sorts of retro wrestling, films, TV programs, music. So much content there. Please go and check it all out at SJP World Media on Twitter and Facebook. But most importantly, you can follow this show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and that TikTok thingamy at chain underscore wrestling. That's at chain underscore wrestling. Magsy, I have had an absolute blast, and we've just managed to clock it in at around two hours again, despite not getting on to wrestling until about an hour and 35 minutes into the show. <laughs> and, and only talking about wrestling for 10 minutes. I think we talk more about the wrestling than the actual match. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely check that match out. Uh, and as definitely. Sa says, you guys are amazing. Uh, we absolutely adore you. So definitely tell your friends. Uh, we want more members of the, the CDF because yeah you guys are absolutely amazing yeah we don't tolerate fools mind make sure you're aware of that yeah we do we we incredibly tolerate fools that's the problem i think (laughs) (laughs) i am off now to go and check out a picture of abe's underworld and compare it to the little blue guy from the eiffel 65 video just to make sure i'm right about the colors of these little weird dudes magsy i'll speak to you next week my friend he's green It takes the police an average of 35 minutes to respond to a 911 call. In that time, a burglar could have his way with your wife, smoke a cigarette, flip her over and go in for seconds. Don't let the worst happen to you. It is vital that you protect yourself. Do it the patriotic way. That's right. Ammunition has all the equipment you need to protect your family from the evils of a liberal society. Fixed, mounted, and shoulder-held submachine guns, mortars, surface-to-air and all manner of heat-seeking missiles, and just in to celebrate the Gulf War, pink and blue tracer bullets so you can protect your family in the dark. Start the week off right on Make My Day Mondays with two-for-one on main, strafe, and kill landmines. Got Gulf War syndrome? Get ten bucks off all machine gun rentals. Hey, if you love your family, prove it with a gun. Ammunition. Protecting your rights. I leave my kids at home unattended when I go out drinking, but I don't want them to get into trouble. What can I do? I've petitioned Congress to outlaw everything that isn't suitable for children, but they're not listening. Try the Vindication Angel Curse Buster BC. Holy f***ing sh- That's right! The Vindication Angel Curse Buster BC monitors television and movies for profanity and replaces it with a convenient, similar-sounding word. Who the fumble are you? Codfish. Come over here and lick my banana bread. 
Plus, if your children try to watch gymnastics, women's tennis, or any other softcore pornography, you're sent a text message immediately so you can feel like you're parenting even when you're not. With the Vindication Angel Curse Buster BC, you never have to worry about your children being exposed to profanity, nudity, bestiality, polygamy, drug or alcohol use, mooning, heavy petting, teabagging, attractive teen girls in bikinis, homosexuality, or science. The Vindication Angel Curse Buster BC. It's time to start editing reality. It was 9 a.m. The phone rang. Commando Pest Eradication. You saw a bug on your child's apple? Code red, boys. We got a live one. Your home, much like the rest of the world, is infested with unwanted vermin. Commando Pest Eradication will wage war on nature, so you don't have to. Hello, ma'am. Thank God you're here! I saw a bug in the kitchen! You did the right thing, ma'am. We'll take it from here. Everything's gonna be okay. Commando Pest Eradication uses only the most lethal chemicals to rid your home of unwanted life. Our team is composed of military-trained professionals that know how to take care of a messy situation fast. After successfully defoliating Vietnam, we've turned our attention to the home front. Your home front. We've got the situation in the kitchen contained, sir. But I found this. <laughs> Jesus, what the hell is this? That's my daughter! Looks more like Viet Cong to me. Commando Pest Eradication. We kill everything in sight, so you feel safer. It's the war on nature, and this time, we're winning. Would you like a kitten? Have one delivered. Just log on to PetsOvernight.com and we'll send you a cute kitten overnight. PetsOvernight.com. Delivering little bundles of love in a box directly to your door. Are you bored with man's best friend? Sorry, Fido. We're going to have to drown you. <laughs> Why not try man's first cousin? At PetsOvernight.com, we've got every primate in stock, from spider monkeys to gorillas. You'll love your new best friend. Mommy, Jim Jim bit me. Oh, yeah, then you just buy them back then, okay, honey? PetsOvernight.com, delivering little bundles of love in a box directly to your door. Joshua, what are you doing in here? Is that a nuclear bomb? Where did you learn how to make this? I found out how on the internet. Ha! <laughs> I'm finally going to show that bitch teacher Mrs. Henderson a thing or two about physics. The internet may appear like it's full of information, but most of it's the wrong kind of information. Like how to pick locks, steal calls from payphones, and suffocate classmates. Keep off the internet. This message brought to you by Citizens United Negating Technology for Life and People's Safety. Is your job affecting your health? Do you become fatigued? Does working take time away from family and social events like watching wrestling? There's an easy solution. Sue your boss. See, the great thing about this country is you can sue anyone for pretty much anything. And you'll probably win, or at least get a settlement. At the firm of Rakin and Ponzer Personal Injury Attorneys, we can show you how falling down and howling like a sissy can result in a large damage award from your employer. We also specialize in awards for injuries suffered in auto, bus, and train accidents, and can even train you to throw yourself in front of a bus and pretend to be injured. Hey, that's why they pay for insurance. Call the law offices of Rakin and Ponzer and get ready to enjoy a life of luxury. Mom! 
Josh just broke the vodka bottle on your nightstand. Chris did it! You little shits, I'll kill you! Raising a family in the suburbs is tough, especially when you used to be a hip single woman on her own in a cool enclave of town. With today's stresses, it's difficult to maintain a loving, exploratory sex relationship with your husband and counter the temptations to kill your own children. I love my family. What can I do? Sometimes you need a helping hand. Send the right message about values and character. With Grin, Grin readjusts your brain chemistry in a completely safe way. I hated my life. Now I love my minivan. Instead of spending time with friends, I work on the house. The Earth is bipolar. I am too. Grin keeps me at the equator. Primitive, sunny, and always feeling hot. Grin is scientifically formulated by science to help cure the anxiety, depression, and lack of self-confidence that comes with living a new life in the suburbs. It's safe and non-addictive. After all, what could be habit-forming about a pill that makes you feel better all of the time? If you're feeling like nothing matters, unemotional, and gaining weight, why not regain your confidence with Grin? If only the world was less like this. I could use a smoke. Hey, put that out! And more like this. I could use a smoke. You murderer! I might have children one day! Smoking kills, unless you kill first. If you're around a smoker, you will die. Smokers may look relaxed and like they're having fun. Don't believe it. Vote yes on Proposition 421. Let's outlaw smoking everywhere, even in people's homes, and allow honest citizens to legally kill anyone who smokes. Let's live in a world without smokers. Prohibition works. Let's prove it. Let's move up the food chain. It's time to smoke the smokers. Vote yes on Proposition 421. I love my husband more than anything. Which is why I was surprised to find her sleeping with the teenager next door. Now I take each day one day at a time. I didn't know what I had till it was almost gone. Now I'm faithful and haven't terminated a pregnancy in over a year. I stopped obsessing about my weight. Now there's just more of me to love. They say America's fatter than ever. But when you're number one, it's time to celebrate. And why not celebrate with cake every day? Celebrate cake. I love my kids more than anything. Which is why mom keeps me clinically obese, so I won't run away. That's where Kate comes in. My sister's son got to 18 and just ran away. She was brokenhearted. Now me and little Joshua celebrate every day with Cake. He's my number one and he knows it. Now he's not running anywhere. Why not celebrate with Cake every day? Celebrate Cake. Has your marriage gone stale? Has the spark gone out of your love life? Looking to add a little adventure to the monotony of monogamy? Hello, I am Fernando Martinez, founder of Fernando's New Beginnings, a revolutionary new way of saving your marriage. We understand how two kids and a mortgage can take the passion out of your life. With our three-step program, you'll rediscover romance guaranteed. Hi, my name's Phil. I've got three kids, two cars, and a mortgage. My love life was going stale, even before my wife's car accident. Then I called New Beginnings. Thanks to Fernando, I'm still married. But on Wednesday afternoons, I meet Barbara at the motel by the turnpike. See? The passion she's back. Phil's marriage is saved, and his kids will have a daddy to look up to. Call New Beginnings today. 555-9292. It will be a miracle. I guarantee it. Fernando's New Beginnings. We turn an ending into a new beginning. 